Jano Radio and QMZ Radio. I am live with you now. We love technology, but technology doesn't always love us. It's, it's like that sometimes. But thankfully, we're able to troubleshoot and resolve. So I got to say big up to the Jano Radio team for being real quick. Thank you, DJ Reds. Appreciate you. Feeling real good. Hope you are too. I'm loving this one from Shaggy featuring Kez Mood. Yeah, I think I got a hit with this one. A nice carnival vibe. You ain't got to wind up yourself too hard. <laughs> Here's Bunch Garland with Wind Up Yourself. It's three minutes before the bottom of the hour. And Trinidad linking up again. Check the crazy idea where me thinking up again. If you never download it, gotta give a big shout out to my clubhouse crew. Good morning to everyone. Good morning, Marisha. Good morning, Nostra. DJ Teflon, Solo Crystal, Rose Solo. Good morning. Move your body in the middle of the ram jam Excitement, make it kick up like a tantrum Four ends by your wheels, it's your four crown Kind of body where you have, where you get pulled from No more question, baby girl, you're welcome You're always welcome hey. I say, wind up your body, girl Wind up your body, girl Than lava, black shades and face wrapping up like lava. All fruits ripe, man picking like guava. After we done dance, can we go for drama? Tick tock, like in the middle. I'm sorry, this is definitely putting me in a carnival frame of mind. We're gonna have a good time today. It is Monday the 16th. Imagine we're halfway through the month of January already. Nigeria and Trinidad linking up again. Check the crazy idea where me thinking up again. If you never download any music for the year, get your iPhone and laptop syncing up again. Pretty girl got them and them pimping up again. Fast track like you seen both sprinting up again. Carnival plane ticket just sprinting up again. Girl I link pretty friend now me thinking about it. Hey, the bam 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 bam. Beat it like a drum goes around bam 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 bam. Move your body in the middle of the ram jam. Excitement make it kick up like a tantrum. Both ends by your wheels, it's a your Kind of body where you have, where you get pulled from. No more question, baby girl, you're welcome. You're always welcome. Hey, I say, wind up your body, girl. 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 I am tired. <laughs> you know what? 
it's time for us to go ahead and get started. It's half after the hour. Let's go. Whew, gotta catch my breath on that one. Thank you, Bungie Garland. Say good morning to all our listeners around the world. Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And of course, I have to say good morning to everyone on JohnnoRadio.com. And what can I do but give a big shout out and say thank you to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. Thank you for your patience. Appreciate each and every one of you. And I also have to say thank you to the listeners on Jano Radio and QMZ Radio. Uh, we had a little technical difficulty. I mean, we started off late. I started off late. Totally forgot that this morning um, my sons had a practice at 9 o'clock. So that threw me for a loop. But... We made it and then only to have some technical difficulties. But anyway, we're here and that is all that matters. It is Monday, January 16, 2023. Move it Monday. We're doing it in Soka Styley. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe. World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter, Me Media Moments, on TikTok, Moments with Me Media, and on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. All right, let's go ahead and get into the headlines we have coming up for you today out of the Caribbean corner. Rihanna is Bayesian, and don't you dare get it wrong. Essence erroneously calls the singer Trini. Ten St. Lucian Medical Scholarship awardees headed to, Cap- to Cuba for studies. A Jamaican national fatally stabbed in Turks and Caicos, Grand Turk. Out of Jamaica, government proposes harsher penalties for murder, 45 years to life. We're going to have the details of those stories and more. Out of Latin America, two killed in shootout with federal agents near Puerto Rico. On the international scene, richest 1% bag, two-thirds of $42 trillion in new wealth. That's according to Oxfam. 68 dead, four missing after plane crashes in Nepal resort town. In news out of North America, University of Georgia football player and staffer killed in car crash. Georgia family releases dash cam footage of 2021 PIT maneuver crash that killed 12-year-old and calls for the officers to be charged. And what is Martin Luther King Jr. Day and why is it celebrated? Going to talk about those and more. In business and tech news, Geico's $5.2 million payout to a woman claiming to have contracted HPV in a car insured by the company has been overturned. In health and science news, we're going to talk about bullying in schools and what parents can do to help victims and stop bullies. On the sports scene, 
University of Alabama basketball player Darius Miles removed from the team after being charged with murder. Miami Heat Home Arena temporarily changes its name to Miami Dade Arena. And in the Brew Entertainment News, Lisa Marie Presley died from second cardiac arrest after the family signed a DNR order. Those stories and more after a little bit more soca for us. It is still cold here in South Florida, so I definitely appreciate the soca to warm the blood up. Let's go. Baby, tell me now you want it. You know it's all right. Getting my folks ready for Trinidad Carnival, their first stop. to everyone logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com remember for quality music while you work or play keep it logged on to qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day thank you also to everyone listening on johnoradio.com i hope you already have that johnno radio app j-a-h-k-n-o it is available in your apple and google play stores what before you run your eyes on my gun, dun, 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 I need you to come closer. Four years of watching us, giving me such a rush. When I'm crazy and done, gone love, give me what I want. Give me this what is Gimme, Sam Smith, Coffee, and Jesse Reyes. I 
pull up in a place where I see me, see me. Cause when me want a way, you got your better gimme, gimme. Me rock your body, who else I got rock your body for me? Come over here, so me me push your body to the limit. Let me know, give me what I need. Uh, I'll follow, I'll let you lead. Uh, give me love, don't need no money, so pull me closer, actually. Uh. Oh, yes, oh, Definitely has a nice vibe to it as well. Gotta say thank you to my Clubhouse audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. My studio audience, I should say, courtesy of Clubhouse. Thank you so much for being with me every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. For coffee and toe world news on the go this is where i read the news and we share our views thank you for this one sam smith featuring coffee and jesse reyes and it's time for us to go ahead and get started Stop. Rihanna is Bayesian. Don't don't you ever get it wrong? Don't get it twisted. Get it right. Essence erroneously calls the singer Trini. Story courtesy of Barbados.lootnews.com. Barbados's second female national hero, Robin Rihanna Fenty, is not Trinidadian. Some Barbadians are calling on Essence magazine to edit their latest article. Watch. Rihanna drops trailer for her Super Bowl halftime show, which talks about Barbados's diamond single ahead of her Super Bowl halftime performance. And I quote, the trailer ends with a spotlight being placed on the Trinidadian singer. In the article, the author labels Rihanna as a Trinidadian. Speaking about the Super Bowl trailer video, the entertainment editor wrote, the trailer ends with the spotlight being placed on the Trinidadian singer as she places a finger on her lips, demanding silence from the critics. Hmm. Despite also including a now overused quote from Jay-Z, who discovered Rihanna in the 246, in which he states her birthplace, the writer still did not refer to Robin Rihanna Fenty as Barbadian or Bayesian. The quote instead reads, Rihanna is a generational talent, a woman of humble beginnings who has surpassed expectations at every turn. Jay-Z, who previously signed a deal with the NFL to head the league's musical entertainment, said in a statement per The Hollywood Reporter, a person born on the small island of Barbados who has become one of the most prominent artists ever self-made in business and entertainment. Barbadians who saw the article are asking for Essence to edit the article with the speediness they think it deserves. 
thing I can say about us Islanders, we are very particular. Get it right. <laughs> Why are we like this? Why? Are we... But on a serious note, though, um, how could they have made that mistake? Nobody edits before printing or posting on social media. Essence has been around for decades. You would think that their editorial team would be on point. When you're in media, it is so important that you get your facts, right? Especially, especially when it comes to certain people, right? Can't make that mistake, Essence. Shame on you. But um, really, though, why are we so <laughs> hung up on where we're from? If, you know, somebody says, oh, you're... You're from um, Grenada? Huh? Hell no, I'm, I'm Jamaican. But why are we like that? How is somebody to know just by looking at you what you are? Haven't heard you speak. Haven't seen you walk. Haven't seen you made certain gestures. You know, we have certain things that we do. For example, the way we suck our teeth. Depending on which island you're from, you can tell right <laughs> the way we pop out our lips to point out something the way our faces are made up when it comes to certain things you, you kind of know even i remember being in um a store and i heard somebody said mm -hmm. but the way they said i'm like yep yeah, total jamaican can't miss it and then they started talking so we, we identify or we're able to point out nationalities based on certain things, right? But why do we get offended? Why? Good morning. Good morning. Why do you sound so low, Javette? Or is it me? Hold on. Let me see if it's me. No, I'm it's low. Me. It's me. No, I'm it's low. Me. It's, me. it's me. I turned my volume up. I apologize. Go ahead, Javette. Good morning. Good morning. I don't think it's offended um it's just you know we've had so much taken from us already you just need to get it right that's all <laughs> you just need to get it right that's all we have to represent at least we know this right right because we don't really know our last names right right some of us may not know where we originated i'm not going to even get into that part but <laughs> yeah I, I think it's that more so than anything yeah you're, you're, you're probably right you know and i'm looking at everybody's ptr here oh i need to change my ptr i'm looking at everybody's ptr without you speaking i really don't know where anybody's from i don't know where teflon is from i don't know where crystal is from no clue where sula is from zero idea about james marlon Afo or anybody else. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that in of itself should be a reminder that we are all really one, just placed in different places. <laughs> but I get it though. <laughs> rising everyone I think for me it's like it's a cultural pride thing 
And then on top of that, with them making a mistake, such as calling Rihanna Trinidadian, when everyone knows she's from Barbados, or it's just like, it's a known thing. So it's just like, no, you have to correct those type of mistakes, because at the end of the day, it's a small island that was able to make this level of achievement for their country. Um, So it kind of negates their experience and their achievements, where it's like, yeah, we all know that we're all one Caribbean country, Uh but I don't feel like there's anything wrong in being able to take pride right. in the culture you represent because it took work to get certain places it took some work to even accept that this island has a particular identity so it's like when we try to group us all together it's just like no like even when you have a plate of food you have your starch you have your food like everything is separate but it all comes together cohesively you are so right you, you are right you're absolutely right you're right now you and javette are so right so let me check the chat um crystal says essence does have good does not have good writers anymore so i'm not surprised there's a problem you know as um crystal what i'm realizing is that a lot of print is not being edited because it's not journalism it's just people want to have platform for share their opinion and don't fact check because how did how did that make it through editing exactly no way that could have probably made it through editing and such a quote-unquote prestigious platform exactly maybe like a little small thing you're gonna say all right you made a mistake but at this level it's inexcusable exactly it's just complacency and it just shows that media does not respect journalism like it used to but here's the thing here's what's interesting nastro um i still believe they're asking for a degree in english or in mass communications so now it leads me to question what exactly are they being taught at the college level what exactly i don't have a degree in english i don't have a degree in mass communication i know i make mistakes but i try to catch myself but when it comes to print don't play with me don't play with me don't play with me I edit and I edit and I edit. I try my very best. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that my mother is an English, she's English language, English literature plus Spanish. So my Spanish had to be perfectly written. English had to be perfectly written. And to this day, if I'm talking to her and just relaxing when I'm speaking, she's like, what did you just say? You know, that's grammatically wrong, right? And I'm like, I know. It gets on me. So, good morning, Afo. Good morning. So, they, we need to definitely pay attention. And I think we have become a little bit too lax. And here's what's happening. If you are presenting this as being grammatically correct, and I'm not talking about the story about Rihanna, no, I'm just talking about how sentences are constructed, so on and so forth. If When you're presenting that, to the young mind that's reading, they're going to think, oh, it's okay, because guess what? Here goes this big media house, putting it out there. Millions of magazines being printed, or it's all over social media, or it's on their website. So they're going to hold on to it. So we have to be very careful. Um, And I think people need to take more pride um, when it comes to 
maintaining certain things. I don't know. I may be wrong. I I think we just a lot of us just don't care anymore because we're too stressed out by life and it's just easier for be relaxed so because anytime you try to play standard on everything people be like oh i'm triggered it's too much i'm overwhelmed where versus like okay i'm overwhelmed but this is how i address it right yeah got it uh james and i uh, james or afo who was first well, I know. it was afo first okay go ahead afo and then james thank you javette Hey, Grand Rising, thanks everyone. Um, honestly, I, I'm thinking different. I just think that they just don't care. They have them feelings. We see a, look up, a young Black Island girl achieve so much, become national hero, is a billionaire, very successful. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Have our, well, I'm not thinking they're married, but yeah, the child, our father a black rapper so that's just me you know what i mean just feel them hard and know like you guys said these people do them them research them know who rihanna is rihanna never just pop up from overnight um Essence magazine whatever the hell they want them they've been around for a very long time so them they, they know what they're doing so to me me feel like it's just purposely done you know what i mean so, yeah so that's just that's just my point on it Thank you so much. I want to hope it was a genuine mistake, right? I really want to hope. So go right ahead, James. Yeah, so I'm along the same part that Afro is saying. I, I think it's deliberate. But I don't think it's deliberate because she's an island girl and they don't want to give her credit. I think it's deliberately because if you realize for the past couple of years, like a lot of error that we see like in print media and in like certain commercials and stuff that you say like, how do that get you like so many different layers of people in, in big companies? Uh -huh. And one thing that if, if the article was written and it was written correctly, would read the article and then that's it. But they make an error deliberately. So we are here this morning talking about it. Millions of people across America talking about it because now it becomes a controversy. And you know, one thing with controversy, like it sells, like it, 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 it starts conversation outside of um, what, you know, would have normally been, like if it was just like a regular print. Mm -hmm. Like, we're just, yeah, Rihanna, but now we're saying like, we're discussing it and we're talking about the, the people that write it. And, you know, so, yeah, I think, you know, they achieve what they want to do, I, mm. that they wanted to do. I think that, that that's it. Because when you look at H&M, like with, with, the, with the, the monkey advertisement, People were talking about H&M for, for, for like months. Like nobody remember H&M. But they put out a controversy. You talk about them. So I think it's the same thing here. Hmm. All um, right. And I like that perspective. I'll go right ahead, Javette. I have to disagree. Okay. Um, Essence has been around for years and years. And they don't need controversy because just being on the cover of Essence gives you notoriety that's it just being on the cover mm -hmm. not even have to read a story so i have to disagree with that i think someone dropped the ball and now the person that dropped the ball could be like how julie in the back channel said she was somewhere and they called her jamaican yes. and she kept 
trying to explain it and they didn't care. They just wanted to leave her as Jamaican. Jamaican yeah. I can see that, but not for no, no notoriety, no, or, or to be part of the conversation. Essence never needed that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Javed. Thank you so much for that perspective. I appreciate the different points of view, um, uh, which could all be relevant. Right. Um, so let me jump over to the chat. So let me jump back to the chat. Chris, uh, who was that? Who opened their mic? That up? was Fabian. Okay, go ahead, Fabian. Good morning. Good morning and happy uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Day to everybody. If you're off, I hope you're enjoying your day. And if you're not, I still hope you're enjoying your day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't work too hard today, please. Don't, don't right? <laughs> yeah. But this, um, this SN story is, is really... Um, really interesting and disappointing uh you know when these stories are are are, are uh, written uh two or three editors will look at it so that nobody caught it is really um wow <laughs> it's wow man anyway that's it but good morning bless up everybody and hope you have a great week <laughs> thank okay. you so much um may i choose a little bit of violence thank you fabian um, <laughs> go ahead nastra yeah. just a little bit of violence do we know the cultural identity of the person who wrote this no violence on ML MLK Day, Nasha. No violence on MLK MLK Day. Oh my gosh. That's why work, I preface no it. I say I'm choosing a little bit. But anywho, I land. Okay, so I jumped over to Essence magazine. We know Essence is a monthly lifestyle magazine covering fashion, beauty, entertainment, and culture. First published in 1970, the magazine is written for African-American women. Publisher, Time, Inc. Their first issue date, May 1970. Editor, Susan L. Taylor. And Susan has been the editor forever, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about Essence. And I know she's not the one who is doing the editing. I, I, I strongly believe she's relying on a team of people to get it right. And if you've been around since 1970, how many years is that? 50, 53 years coming up this year? If my math is right. Yes, your math okay. is right. Thank you, Javet. 53 years. I'm sorry, I'm a stickler. You shouldn't have this kind of error of this magnitude. And whilst I, you know, I have experienced it too, Geely, where <laughs> it's so funny. Um, down here in Miami, I'm telling them I'm Jamaican. They're like, no, 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 you ain't a Dominican or you Cuban, you know, Jamaican. I'm like, oh gosh, okay, you're going to tell me what, I'm, what I am. But I get it. It happens. But when you are putting something out of this magnitude, you need to dot your I's, cross your T's. If you are not sure, double check with somebody. Even if it's a matter that something is horridly put together, which could have, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just trying to look at all the possible scenarios that could have caused this to happen. 
even if it's something that is hurriedly being put together, you have Google at your fingertips. We use Google here all day, every day, right? I'm always jumping onto Google. Google it. Go right ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Fabian. Hold on, James. I think Fabian opened his mic first and then over to after Fabian. It will be you, James. Go ahead. And do you remember when uh, Barbados uh, cut their ties to the monarchy? I guess it's been a little over a year now. She was back in the news again uh, because I, I think she was declared an ambassador of the country. And so it's not like she's been in hiding for the past couple of years, but she's been uh, she's been in front of our eyes for that time. So once again, it's just, it, it might speak to the lack of diversity. Yes, it is a black magazine, but I need to get some Caribbean people in there if they don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it need. Cause no, I don't know one Caribbean pe person that, that would have seen that and not say, hold on, that no go so. So they might need to start to look at, they might need to look at their staff and see you know what their what their uh, makeup is their cultural makeup of that stuff Thank yeah you. good point thank you fabian go right ahead james yeah so you, you know why i refuse to to think that it's a mistake to believe it's a mistake like if it was um nikki minaj or someone else yeah but rihanna reps her, her country like nobody else she's she's proud you know once she got that big break like even her when she doing interview you can pick up the accent. Like she, she tried to go the, 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 the Bayesian accent. And she's a national she, hero, James. Thank you, yeah. Pamela, for putting it in the chat. National yeah, she, hero. She, and she reps, she reps like she reps her country like no other. Like, you know? And to me, like we have to understand that traditional media, they could have been around 200, 500 years. They're not as relevant in 2023. And if you realize a lot of traditional media are trying to compete with vloggers. So like you see the quality of traditional media, like um, kind of dropping their standard to, 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 to like gossiping and, and like regular vloggers. And it's like they're fighting for their life. Like um, papers are closing down around the world every day because nobody, this generation is not stopping and taking up a newspaper and reading. Everybody is like looking online for information. So they do stuff to stay relevant. So I honestly don't think that was a mistake. I think it was deliberate. And a lot of these people do stuff deliberate, like to go trending, because they're trending now. But 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 James, um, you know Okay, no, go ahead. You go right ahead before I speak. No, go ahead, Faith. No, go ahead. I'm after you. I'm after you. Okay. okay. No, what I was gonna say, I would think that they would have got it right. The fact that they're owned by Time Inc. Time. We put time on a pedestal. Time has been around since 1922. There was a time when people would run to time when they wanted accuracy. Their, edit, their writers were on point. So could it mean then that Time Magazine has slacked off or the owners of Time Inc, I should say, that they have slacked off, loosened the reins a little bit. And who owns time? It's owned by Meredith Corporation. 
Yeah. All right. Go right ahead, uh, Fabian. I'm going to respectfully disagree with James. Uh, the number one thing is to get it right in a newspaper. Um, I don't see them. I, there's no value in this at all. Mm-hmm. Zero. And uh, your reputation is on the line. Uh, when you're in the newsroom, the number one thing. And that is why they have two, three editors look at the same story, redundant as it is, because there's always that possibility of, of catching something. But, boy, I don't want to let them drop the ball on this. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. <laughs> it truly is. It truly is, Fabian. All right. Thank you so much. Another story out of Barbados. Every student of GIS, which is the Government Industrial School, must leave with a skill. The Government Industrial School may have been created with a focus on reforming juveniles. However, Home Affairs Minister Wilfred Abrahams wants to see the facility as one that also gives the students not only soft skills, but money-making life or career skills as well. It's Donnell here. Donnell, good morning. They must have, somebody was here when, or are you the one? (laughs) Somebody must have been here when we were talking about juveniles and crime and reforming them. And when we were talking about the situation in Jamaica. Well, I have to say, good job, um, GIS out of Barbados. Their juveniles must have money-making life or career skills. We talk about, right here on Coffee Until, we talk about this heavy concentration on, on academia, where it's book, 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 and book, 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 book is not for everybody. Skills. We need skilled people in the workforce. We even broke it down last week about the landscaper and his ability to make 156000 US dollars. No degree needed not even a high school diploma needed if you ask me so i am so happy to see that they're focusing on this and um the minister went on to say our aim going forward is that every student that passes through the government industrial school must leave here with some skill that they did not come in with and we want to position you that when you leave here you can transition very very easily back into your communities and you can transition into your communities and complement and enhance what is going on in your communities the minister's commitment to some of the islands at risk or once troubled teens and minors comes out of paradise beauty made a donation of a barbering kit to the gis for the male students to learn or improve the skill as one who made his first money as a barber at age 13, Abrahams said that he is ably and perfectly suited to tell the students that barbering is an excellent skill to have and hone. It is a skill that you can take with you wherever you go. It is a skill that requires minimal assistance. It is a skill that allows you to be an entrepreneur, to set your own hours. It is a skill that will allow you to make your own money. So I am supporting that, applauding it, backing that. All right. I know someone had opened their mic. 
please go right ahead. Or was I hearing doubles? I must have been hearing doubles. No, that was me oh, letting okay. you know that Donald, that was me letting you know that Donald is on the phone. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Javette. Appreciate that. It is so important. And I have, so in the chat, Pamela says, good morning, Sinead. Uh, Pamela says, Barbados needs an overhaul of the criminal justice system. I think many, many countries are in that same position, Pamela. They need to be brought up to speed. Get with the times. Culture is changing. The landscape of um, jobs, that's changing. So why aren't we changing the criminal justice justice system? Bring it up to speed. And we spoke about this at length last week, and I think the week before as well, the importance of truly rehabilitating. Because imprisoning someone and then releasing them after 5 or 10 or 15, 20 years, and they're coming out just as they went in, how have you how have you rehabilitated them? We talk about our youth being the main factors behind a lot of the crime that's taking place. We need to reshape their minds by showing them that there is more, showing them that, hey, listen, you have these strikes. This, these strikes against you or this strike against you, but it is not going to be the end all for you. There's a world of possibilities. Let us test out a few things, see what you like. And if it's not a skill, let us say there is one or there are some who want academia, provide that for them as well. Right? But at least they should leave there much better truly rehabilitated from when they went in all right um moment oh, yes no, no. yes Afa. go go ahead go you, ahead you, you think barbie does i try like for me certain basic needs like per se um like with the it, all right them them probably understand say hey and everybody um academically inclined certain way for like go to college and i do you know what i mean <laughs> come out as a professor or whatever it is um but you have some persons where like hands-on whether it's in it or mechanic or electrical you know skills where you're, you're breaking up after i'm not uh, sure yes, okay go ahead go ahead we uh, lost you yeah, for a little bit yeah go right ahead Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm saying um, Barbados probably attack a certain things. Just look, 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 uh, look by look, in terms of, like, all right. So I, again, then probably aware say anybody and everybody, uh, I go get you no know, so much CXCs and um, uh, CSEC and you know what I mean for go, going on a t college and all them something there for say oh them I got turn on nurse or whatever it is you know, or next to a professor or whatever. Um, some persons, they might just want like the basic stuff where they, um, they don't want skill set. So they would have mechanic, IT, um, uh, electrical, stuff like that. So they must say, all right then, 
we're gonna come up with a plan for make sure I say yo when I at least leave the school with some form of skill. If you can go further, if you don't want to take it further, cool, but at least we're gonna leave with some form of skill so that when I finish high school, we can make a living. You know what I mean? We uh-huh. can try and make a living. Because yeah. for me, when we leave high school, never interested if we're going to college. No, we, we just want to work and start make money. We never want to go out to college for you know, four plus years and all them so now money me want to make so my thing was like I want to learn a skill so I can start make some money right. and, you know, after a while I feel like I want to take it further then hey me take it further you get me so that was just my thing um, and you have others with that thing the same yeah. you get me so she probably said so she she'll make it our point of duty our, our, her, her government is making the point of duty to say at least when you leave high school, when I have a skill for make some money, um, you know, take care of the family, so on, and if you don't want to go further, then when I can try and take it further, become an engineer or whatever it is, you know what I mean? And then while providing that sort of basic needs for, you know, these young, the young youths and stuff like that, then probably I watch for see if it kind of deter them from you know, get involved in a certain wrongdoings, and then eventually, then we maybe try and cur- um, sort out them, them uh, what do you call that now, the, the crime situation or the prison system or whatever it is. Maybe I doubt they might try to do. That is what they're trying to do. That is exactly what they're doing, and I applaud them for that. You have to make these changes and um, provide the opportunities. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for our next story. And we head over to St. Lucia. Ten St. Lucian Medical Scholarship awardees headed to Cuba for studies. Cuba's commitment to strengthening of the island's health sector through the provision of medical scholarships was emphasized this week when a new cohort of students left the island to undertake studies in the Spanish-speaking Caribbean nation. The 10 scholarship awardees will pursue studies in varying areas of medicine, eight of which are first degrees and two pursuing postgraduate studies. They gathered recently to receive their packages and to meet briefly with Cuban Ambassador to St. Lucia, Bernardo Toscano Sardinas, and the Minister with Responsibility for Education, Honorable Sean Edward. Ambassador Sardinas addressed the students saying, we hope that you study very hard and that you will return to your country with all the knowledge necessary to support the St. Lucian people. Minister Edward reminded the scholarship awardees to make the most of the opportunity. And that is amazing. We wish them all the best. Our next story takes us over to the Turks and Caicos, Grand Turk, where a Jamaican national was fatally stabbed. Story courtesy of Caribbean.LukeNews.com. The Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force is investigating the fatal stabbing of a Jamaican national, which occurred early yesterday morning on Grand Turk. Uh, The deceased, whose identity has not been released, is a Jamaican man aged 33, listed as being employed as a chef. According to a police statement, around 3.39 a.m., the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force Control Room received a report that a male had been stabbed in the Palm Grove District. A team of officers from the Grand Turk Police Station responded to the address in Palm Grove, 
where they observed a male bleeding from what appeared to be a stab wound to the chest, lying on the ground unresponsive. The victim was pronounced dead by a medical practitioner. Hope they're able to catch the culprit, those who are guilty of committing that crime. We jump now over to Jamaica, stories courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. 45 years to life, government proposes harsher penalties for murder. The Jamaican government is moving to change the penalty for murder. Prime Minister Andrew Holness says this is being done with speed and intent as his team is hoping to finalize the proposal at today's cabinet meeting. He was speaking on Saturday at the 25th anniversary fundraising dinner of the East Central St. James Education Fund in Montego Bay. The proposed sentencing scheme, according to the Prime Minister, is as follows. For capital murder, the penalty would be death or life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. And for non-capital murder, the penalty would be 45 years to life, meaning a minimum of 45 years must be served before parole is considered. Uh, And I'm being very ignorant right now, so I'm going to jump to Google. What is the difference between capital and non-capital murder? What's the difference? Anybody know before I can pull it up? Okay. All right. So capital versus non-capital. Well, I'm pulling an article out of Texas versus Texas.com. In Texas, the biggest difference between murder and capital murder can be summed up in two words, death penalty. Capital murder is punishable by life in prison without parole or the death penalty murder is punishable by up to life in prison with the possibility of parole uh both murder and capital murder are classified as criminal homicide under the law the two most important distinctions between the two crimes are the way each offense is alleged and the punishment that each offense carries so murder The person intentionally or knowingly causes the death of an individual. This person intends to cause serious bodily injury and commits an act that causes the death of an an individual. Or the person causes the death of an individual during the commission or attempted commission of a felony. Capital murder. Murder is elevated to a capital offense when the murder occurs under specific circumstances. Uh, As defined, the individual killed is a peace officer or fireman in the line of duty, and the person knows the individual is a peace officer or fireman. The killing occurs during the commission or attempting Uh, of the following felonies, kidnapping, burglary, aggravated sexual assault, arson, obstruction, or retaliation, or terroristic threat. A killing was committed for payment or promise of payment. Both the person who kills another and the person who hires a person to kill are guilty of capital murder. The killing occurs during the escape, whether successful or not, from a penal institution, The individual killed is an employee of a penal institution and the killing is committed by an incarcerated person. 
Uh, the killing is committed by an incarcerated person in conjunction with organized criminal activity. Killing is committed by a person incarcerated for murder or capital murder. Killing is committed by a person incarcerated for aggravated kidnapping, aggravated sexual assault, aggravated robbery. The person kills more than one individual, either during the same criminal transaction or during different transactions, but under a common scheme. The person killed is under 10 years old or the individual killed was a judge or justice and the killing was committed in retaliation or on account of the judge or justice, uh, the justice's service. All right. So what I'm gathering, if I want to sum it up for me, <laughs> um, the, the capital murder seems intentional, whereas murder was unintentional. Does that make sense? Am I right? Did I did I get it right? As well as for the capital murder, like if you attack um, public workers, public servants, like police. Yeah, that. Oh, I didn't. Okay, okay. I thought that yeah. came under what I said. Um, peace officer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So okay. government officials unintentional doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so like that's a capital murder. It's so all like, and then for the non-capital, don't just be well, like just regular people, not intentional, I guess. I think it's no. also the level of egregiousness um, in regards to capital murder, and if it's like an attack on our government, it's gonna gonna claim it as capital murder as well as what I got from it. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'm on the right page. <laughs> All right, thank you, Nostra. Thank you, Alpha. Appreciate it. JCF to recruit approximately 1,200 new cops this year. A story also courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. The Jamaica Constabulary Force, JCF, is intensifying its recruitment exercise this year as the organization looks to increase the complement of law enforcement personnel serving island-wide. Police Commissioner Major General Anthony Anderson said that approximately 1,260 constables were recruited during the 2021 to 2022 financial year. We're seeking to do another similar number this year, and for the first time in at least probably 10 to 15 years, we can actually see growth in the force. So we are now at 12,500, coming from 11,000 plus. I suspect that by the end of this 2023 calendar year, we'll probably be over 13,000. The commissioner was speaking during a national security seminar hosted by the Office of the National Security Advisor. General Anderson said the training process for JCF recruits has been improved. Oh, thank you, because I was about to ask that question. With additional facilities and a cadre of instructors capable of consistently delivering the curriculum. We have now four training facilities where we had one previously, and those four are what is allowing us to produce this number of officers. Importantly, the standards and quality of each of these institutions are consistent because the approach had to be to develop a cadre of instructors who can consistently deliver the type of officer we want. And so far, so good. That's what they have been doing. Additionally, General Anderson said the steps are being taken to ensure that the JCF's main training facility is accredited. 
we're going through the process of making an accredited training organization out of the National Police College of Jamaica so that all of the courses they deliver will be accredited. So that's a work in progress, he said. Uh, I hope a part of the overhaul uh, is communication, a course in communication, how to communicate with those you come in contact with, your verbal communication skills. I also hope that, um, you know what, let me stop. Let me stop. Good job on wanting to have the, the college accredited. Good job, which means you're raising the standard. And with that, you're also raising the expectation. What do we plan to do about, about, I can't even speak now. What do we plan to do about those who are already out there on the ground? Are we going to put them through developmental courses, which I think is needed? I don't know if they're doing it. I hope they are. And if not, let's have that done. You know, when you're on your job and you have to go for training every now and again, I hope they're going to be doing that with those who are out and about. Because one complaint many Jamaicans have about the JCF, its members, is that they don't know how to talk to people. Disrespectful, rude, condescending. And I'm not saying they're all like that. By no way, by no means are they all like that in no way. But unfortunately, you do have some. And I want to say we have more good than those who are distasteful. I want to say that. I hope I'm right. Right? So, tourism confab in Jamaica to focus on absence of industry workers globally. With millions of tourism workers in Jamaica and worldwide opting not to return to the industry despite the ease in the COVID-19 pandemic. Stakeholders in the tourism industry are to come together next month to determine, among other things, why many of the employees have not returned to work. The concerning labor exodus from the industry, which continues to recover strongly from the pandemic, will be among several issues to be discussed at the inaugural Global Tourism Resilience Conference. That conference is slated for February 15 to 17 at the University of the West Indies Regional Headquarters in St. Andrew. For Jamaica, many businesses and industries, including tourism, have been struggling to fill job vacancies since the pandemic. This, some employers have said, has largely been due to the fact that there's the unwillingness of workers to return to jobs they lost at the beginning of the pandemic for the same levels of compensation. For the tourism industry, many workers who were laid off during the heights of the pandemic have opted to become entrepreneurs, while others have migrated or were recruited by foreign hoteliers through the overseas work program. The issue of uh, Jamaica's labor shortage was highlighted in April last year when Prime Minister Andrew Holness announced, announced that Jamaica could be forced to import skilled labor as the country faced a shortage of such workers, including in tourism. 
tourism players have spoken out about the shortages but have staged job fairs and ramped up training of potential employees yet the labor shortages remain an issue it now appears that the shortage of tourism workers is a global problem in addressing the launch of the global tourism resilience conference at the jtb in kingston last week tourism minister edmund bartlett said millions of tourism workers have not returned to the industry he emphasized the need for the industry to do its own research on the issue even amid consulting firms conducting their own research i agree research needs to be done within each hotel group or um within each hotel group for example in jamaica are they keeping abreast of the needs of their staff are they listening to their staff and i understand the ex there is an expense to running a hotel it's not cheap i get that i do get that but how are we making it viable for them to want to return what are we doing what are we going to do now i also understand that it is kind of hard to ask me if i'm a hotelier i have lost two years of sustainable income for me to pay you more right away when i bring you back it is going to be hard but i have to be prepared that as normal returns to my um facility that i'm going to have to i'm going to have to be prepared to increase in increments whether it's after six months you get another increase after a year you get another increase to make it attractive for them to want to return because you do have some people who will ride the storm with you if they see that there will be some benefit go right ahead donald Moments, I could save them a lot of money on the surveys. All right, could, come on, I, talk I, to I, us. I, I could do that research for them in like two minutes. <laughs> One, try to pay people better. And two, treat your staff much better. A lot of these hotels and so expect the staff to give the, 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 the customers and the clients perfect treatment, but they treat the people like shit. Mm-hmm. You understand? A lot of these people are part-times. They have no health insurance. They have no proper representation. You understand? So there is a lot that needs... And the COVID-19 has shown people, listen, there are alternative ways to live. I could probably live on less. I could make different choices. I don't have to suffer. Before the, the, the pandemic, people was like, you're going to work because you need a job or whatever. But after the pandemic, it allowed people to reset their mind, to reset how they live and what they do. And then people start evaluating and saying, listen, it's not worth it. Some of the abuse I go to on a daily basis to work for some of these institutions that makes money, even if you don't make money, but treat people and respect people. And that's a start. Right. Good. You're absolutely right. So we need to look within our hotels, look at the staff, those who are in management position. Let us review what we have on paper as expectations. Are they reasonable? 
go 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 ahead go right ahead james yeah i think i think the hoteliers um are to be blamed because you know i started in the industry in um 1992 right um that time was like the peak like when i when i just went into the industry like people don't people don't leave hotel jobs if you if you if you like are say like a um the doorman the guys that brought the, the luggage um bellman? Waiters, bellman yeah bellman bartenders waiters um most people that i spend a lot of time in the industry with they retired in the industry right like i knew people that were like bellmen like people that were bartender that were working at the hotel and they had like two three taxi on the road because you you used to get that was before they bring in this whole contract thing where you work for one year and and your contract get renewed after there's no benefits um there's they, they took away a lot of stuff like i started 1993 i left 2000 2003 um when i left when i left i was making you could you could easily make like close to twenty thousand dollars right you could make close to twenty thousand dollars when i when i left and that's just like gratuity and your your paycheck tips tips not included and if you're in if you're like a bellman or a waiter or a bartender most times your tips if you're really good at what you do your tips are more than your your weekly income when i left jamaica um the hotel got sold and 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 you know these people that took over the hotel went went into contract and when i went back to the hotel when i went back to jamaica on vacation and i went to the hotel and i was talking to some of the staff they were making like eight thousand dollars a week and i'm like are you kidding eight thousand like, what what currency jamaican dollars okay, 8, okay yeah no so i when i was leaving i was making close to twenty thousand dollars when i came back they were making like eight nine thousand dollars a week and that was eight, nine thousand dollars was what I was making in like nineteen ninety-three. So because they go contract, they cut out vacation, certain vacation time. You could accrue your vacation for like um you could take like three, four months vacation one time. You you were able to accrue your vacation. Um you're able you you would get like um the contract, you get like uniform, you get everything um before contract but when contract came in like it's like every day you're working but you don't have a, a peace of mind because if someone if one of the manager don't like you as soon as the contract is up you know that you're not coming back before the contract you you're covered by the union so you you come into work and you have a peace of mind that nobody can mess with your job so and most of the companies most of the hotels went that route and especially for all inclusive hotel who would tell people would fire people for, for getting tips. So it, it's, it's their fault, you know, they, they can't, now they're looking for, for solution when they, they, they created a problem in the first place. So oh. you can't blame people for not wanting to go back. Question James, hotels were firing people for getting tips? Sandals, when you go to Sandals, they have a big um, thing on their chest, that, please don't tip me. And um, when, you know, when, when we go to hotel in Jamaica, we'd have to hide. We'd have to get like an envelope and hide to tip, um, like room serve, um, housekeeping or room service. 
like a lot of the hotels, if they catch you, you're gone. And that's that's ridiculous. But let me and I I don't want to um sound unreasonable, but if it's in their policy, it's their policy. What we should be doing then is insisting that they're paying their staff better. In all fairness, if I have a business and I say no tipping is allowed, you should yeah, I, be collecting a tip. No, I understand, but look, um, a lot of hotel workers, like, okay, you're a chef. You go there, you cook um, Kobe beef, filet mignon, lobster, all these type of stuff, and you're going home to eat tin mackerel. I understand what you're saying, James, and that you is know, why I'm saying uh, it is the, the staff need to push for better pay but you can't yeah, but break the rule you cannot break the policy and expect me to say yes it's okay policies are policies rules are rules yeah i know but a lot because a lot of tourists would come there and fight they would call management and they'll fight because even when we went down there um in the 90s in into to sandals we're calling managers and we're fighting with them and like asking them what kind of garbage is this because the, the people they weren't making that much money like i understand if you're making good money, then I understand that. But, and, and what they used to do, they, they would collect a 15% gratuity, but the 15% gratuity would, would, would go in a, in, a, in a pool and it would split against all the hotel workers and managers were getting gratuity also, even though they, they, they were getting their lavish um, wages, they were getting gratuity. So let me ask a question, like James. A Did anybody organize to take the matter to the Labour Minister, the Minister of Labour? Yeah, it's been something that's been fight in in the union. When what's his name was on the Bustamante Trade un Union, what's his name? I can't remember his name, but there's a lot of fights with the hotels. But um, there's a hotel in Portmore that used to be in Portmore that they were fighting for something similar to that. And mm -hmm. the guy, the, the owner for the hotel, I think it was. Who owned that hotel again? I don't remember if it was Matalan or whatever. And they said, like, if they have to do that, then they're going to close the hotel. And they closed the hotel. And that hotel has been closed for, like, over 30 years. Never open again. Can Can I jump in? Yes, go right ahead, Javette. So I've been in several hotels that they said no tipping. And I don't know if it's because I'm from the East Coast or whatever, but I don't need anyone to tell me who to tip and who not to tip. If I want to tip someone, I'm going to tip them. And I know how to tip without anybody knowing. And I yield. Discretion. We got to be discreet. But when I'm an employee and I get caught breaking the, the, the rules and regulations, I have to be prepared to stand by hand. Now, I agree 100% that they should be paid better. If there is going to be a policy in place that says no tipping, it is my responsibility as the hotelier or management to go and appeal on my employees' uh, behalf. It is only right. Now, should there be restructuring? Now, based on what you mentioned, um, if that still goes on, James, where the gratuity is being split amongst everyone, including management, that needs to be revisited. The gratuity should gratuity gratuity sorry should be dis, um, dispersed to those who are not at the management level. My opinion. 
and others may argue otherwise and say, well, if management don't do the marketing and the this, the that, and the overseeing, then things won't run smoothly. And that could be argued. But I strongly believe that gratuity should go to those who are not at the management level. That, that I can agree with. Yes, so, so moments. Let me show you how bad it is. I told you, I think I said it before. When I left Jamaica, I went to Bermuda. You know, I was working at the hotel for like about 10 years or so before I left. Within that 10 years, I didn't take any vacation. You were allowed at the time to accrue your vacation. That has changed now. And I understand that because you don't want a staff like taking off a like. Because when I left Jamaica, I took all of my vacation and I was able to take like four month vacation one time. Went to Bermuda, work, come back to Jamaica and, and, and retire um, and quit, um, leave my job, right? Um, the amount of money that I made in Bermuda for like my, say like two months income in Bermuda would, was way more than one year in Jamaica. And that was the time when Jamaica was paying good. So when I went back and people were telling me like, like 8,000, 9,000, like I was like, and the, the guy that, what's his name? Hendrickson, the one that owned CB Chicken was the one that took over. And it was like a plantation when he went back to the hotel. So for them to come now and cry and talk about, they might have to get foreign workers because they're going to pay the foreign workers more. Regardless of where they come from, they're going to pay them more. So for them to like light the system, the, the hospitality system of flames and burn it down and now start to complain and say that they have, they're going to have to get foreign workers and them saying that they have to get foreign workers is trying to make it look like jamaican people lazy but the system was was okay like the system that system is the system that saved me you know like a little ghetto youth where never get forgot university at the time was able to 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 go to hospitality school go into the industry and get for encounter like people from middle class and upper class society rub shoulders with the, with with the cream of the crop of Jamaica, it was able to open my eyes, take me out of a system where there's guns and, and things around me. And it has been a lifesaver for a lot of people. A lot of people. Like when I just start working at the hotel, before I work at the hotel, like a guy tried to rob me and he was working at the hotel. He might work at the hotel and he might rob people with guns and stuff like that. And those are, that are the system will save people like him, save people like me, and they, they break it down and just going for cheap labor. So it's their fault. All right. Can't blame nobody else. All right. Thank you, James. Appreciate your input. Our next story, hundreds of kilograms of cocaine seized in Kingston. Story courtesy of NationwideRadioJM.com. There is a major cocaine seizure at the port of Kingston. The police are right now at this. Well, I'm sorry. Not now. But at the time... um. They were engaged in a multi-agency pre-dawn operation at the port, and this was on Friday, which has so far resulted in the seizure of hundreds of kilograms of cocaine. Detectives from the JCF Narcotics Division, the Jamaica Defense Force, and the Jamaica Customs Agency made the discovery at about 3 on Friday morning. This followed the search of a cargo vessel coming from South America. The police have indicated they will provide more information when it becomes available. In a social media post on the JDF's page, 
Uh, it was revealed that the Maritime Air and Cyber Command, MACC, and the Support Brigade's Military Working Dog Company collaborated on the cocaine seizure at the Kingston Freeport Terminal listed this morning. The discovery was made in a cargo vessel coming from South America. Um, I have a warning for folks. I have a really strict warning for folks. You go to Jamaica and you're coming back up. Not care up nothing for nobody. And I'm going to be very specific. Don't make nobody call you from foreign and ask you for bring up, for collect nothing from nobody for you. Don't do it. For you for carry up for them. Don't do it. It is better to lose a friend but have your freedom. I said that again. It is better to lose a friend but have your freedom. Do not make nobody meet you out at airport and say, carry out the package for me. No. No make nobody say, go around the corner there, so go around and Miss Jane, go pick up some rum for me now and carry up. No. You want the rum, you want any liquor, I'll buy it in bond for you. You hear me? Can't say me never want no. No met nobody turn no in a mule. Number two, if you're at the airport and somebody says to you, watch the bag for me, me soon come. Brethren, our sister, carry your bag with you. Me is not a watchman nor a watchwoman. Me not watch nobody things. Because now that bag is next to you. No make nobody beg your watch nothing for them. If you take it up on your head to bring something up back to the States, to the Canada, to England, wherever you're going. And you know, boss up the package. That is your problem. Anything happened to you, happened to you. Stand your hand. I'm going to say this one more time. I would rather lose a friend. And let me fling the word friend or family in quotation. Than lose my freedom. Me could have known you from Wapi Kill Philip. We could have sleep in the same bed. I'm sorry. I ain't doing it. Mega buy liquor or anything for you. If me bring up anything for you, and me must buy that, me must pack that. Now send me for go pick up nobody. Now tell nobody for come meet me. Me not carry it. Me don't talk. I am not bringing it. Because me now get pulled out of line. Because when me, I got tell them, say, I, it was given to me. Them now, I got believe. I had a friend that spent 18 years in jail. Come up from Jamaica. 
the person meet them out at the airport and say, hey, carry up them back clear for me. Off the plane in Miami into jail. 18 years of her life. And the person who did it to her, them can't find her. Cocaine charges. What are they doing? But how is it in the bottles? Go watch Queen of the South. It's put in liquid form. No make nobody set to know. Okay, I don't talk. Can't say me never warn you. Okay, there we go. So, I'm not sure if the cocaine that they got on, found on the ship was meant to come off in Jamaica or if the ship was en route to somewhere else. And But they found it in Jamaica. Somebody's not too happy today or since Friday because them drugs gone. Clean up. Next story, government to implement coastal protection project in Anato Bay. Prime Minister Andrew Holness says the government will implement a coastal protection project for the town of Anato Bay in St. Mary. He adds that the project, which is slated to start in June, will be a significant investment. The Prime Minister says the town has the potential to become a tourism gem. The Prime Minister says the new project will help solve some of the challenges in the town. He was speaking at the recent handing over of the new Port Maria Fire Station in St. Mary. Additionally, Minister Holness says $70 million has been allocated for the upgrade of the Anato Bay Fire Station. He also announced the construction of a bypass road. He said, meanwhile, there are plans for a new alignment to replace the existing junction route from Kingston to St. Mary. He added, though, that no amount of repairs can be done for the roadway to guarantee long service. So there's going to be a little injection there, which is needed, and we're grateful for that. I don't know if this name is pronounced Savadia or Savadia, but Jamaica is still backward, according to him, in use and adoption of new technology. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Founder and Chief Executive Officer of global software company Amber Group Limited, Dushyant Savadia, or Savadia, says there's a slow turnaround of technological solutions in Jamaica. He notes that even with the COVID-19 pandemic, Jamaica has not fully capitalized on the use of technology. He's encouraging more Jamaicans to get involved with the transformation of the country into an advanced digital society. A second cohort of software coding trainees graduated last week from the Amber Hart Coding Academy. This after successfully completing a one-year skills development program. Forty youngsters benefited from training in technological areas implemented by the Amber Group and Hart NSTA Trust. The new coders were also presented with job letters from Amble. He adds that outsourcing skilled workers from other countries is expensive. He says it is important for Jamaica to have its own army of software developers. Doshian Savadio, founder and chief executive officer of the Amber Group Limited, was speaking last week at a contract signing ceremony between Nationwide News Network and the Amber Group Limited. I have to agree with him. It's been a complaint for a long time that we're too behind. 
things that should be accomplished in no more than four weeks take years. Not sure why, but we know why. And read between the lines. If you, you know, let me not, let me not um, clarify. Just read between the lines. Foolhardy to retain access to UK-based Privy Council, but cut ties to monarchy. Prominent attorney Bert Samuel says it would not be feasible for Jamaica to remove the monarch as head of state while maintaining the UK-based Privy Council as the country's final appellate court. The government and opposition are now at odds on how to proceed with Jamaica's constitutional transition into a republic. The opposition has maintained that the process must also include accepting the appellate jurisdiction of the Caribbean Court of Justice. Mr. Samuel says the position is correct. Let me see if I can find the sound bite for this because uh, I know he had something to say and I want to hear what he has to say. His reasoning, his explanation before I agree or disagree. Bear with me one moment. Okay, here we go. Golden. He wa he was basically wanting to know if they're taking on board the abolition of the Privy Council to get what he called full independence. Because you can't have a court that is not manned by your people, your lawyers, your judges, and claim total independence. So he's taking a, a nationalistic position, and in my personal opinion, a correct position, because he can't have... Remember, the Privy Council is His Majesty's Court. It is a King's Court. So you can't get rid of Charles on this side of the fence and on the other side where the court is. So you can't have an arm of government till in London. The form of the Republic is, is being politicized, and we're going to have, it's going to be dragged out, uh, polarization. Uh, so there is a view that that constitutional committee should not be of politicians, but should be of statesmen who are not politically elected. But no, that, that their politicians should not sit on the, this committee because it's going to be divided between JLP and PNP. The polarization is going to slow it down, slow down the process. We're not going to be able to get rid of the Queen in then anytime soon. That's my forecast. Huh. It can they can get rid of not the Queen, the King. They can get rid of him. But they have to work together. For once can we put aside JLP and PNP and let's talk about the greater good. We had a lot of conversation. There was a lot of attention drawn globally to Jamaica's crying out, saying, okay, we want to move away from the monarchy. And if we're going to do so, we have to be ready to do so wholeheartedly. It's not a GLP thing. It's not a PNP thing. And I do believe that both sides of the, the aisle can work together. I do believe they can. So what is the problem? Why should this be an issue? It can be done, and I think it can be done expeditiously. But is it that people are worried about self selfish gains being lost? So what do you want, really? Did they take a poll? 
in the house to see how many people want to break away and how many people want to remain? Are they listening to the people, the citizens of the country? What matters? Those who sit in the house or those who are paying the taxes? The three million plus people that reside there. Whose voice takes precedence? I want to believe that the citizens of Jamaica, for the most part, do want to break away, along with many in the diaspora. So let us listen to the people, we the people, and get it done, and stop this foolishness. Politicians are always at the helm of destruction. Creating stagnancy, setting up roadblocks, for what? For what? Break away from the Privy Council and move to the Caribbean Court of Justice. We're crying out for one Caribbean. If my memory serves me well. CARICOM, the Caribbean community. You can't be half in, half out. It's either you're in or you're out. Grow some, what's the right term? <laughs> exactly, Donald. Forget JLP and PNP and focus on POJ, the people of Jamaica. Well, I guess them worried, so them not gonna have a seat in the house anymore. That's why them not too, too want it. When are we going to understand? That nothing lasts forever. You have to come out one day. Either through illness. Death. Loss of cognitive abilities. You're going to have to come out one day. You can't, you can't hold up the post like that. And so what? You've been, you've been in politics for 20 years. 30 years. It's time for change. The world is changing. Things and times have changed, people. Get with the program. Get with the program. So fraud seems to be the order of the day in Jamaica. <laughs> oh, boy. Another fraud scheme. Let me see if I can pull the story back up because I lost it. Uh, NCB, Wealth Management, is now under fire. I'm trying to pull it back up. Bear with me, folks. Um, last week, we spoke about the SSL situation. Now, money is missing from NCB Wealth Management Division. I don't know why it's not coming up. Some millions of dollars gone, missing. But an update with regard to the SSL fraud scheme more people are involved it's not just the one person that they have their um that they have the telescope or microscope sorry not telescope microscope on <laughs> uh corporate chop them out <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
I'm trying to find the story, folks, to give the update. I don't know what happened. Uh, why we lost it. I, I don't understand. What is the issue with Gage Gray? Why hasn't she stepped aside in this whole Robanski thing? What, what what's the what's going on is it so hard to remove her what why is this an issue she must have names thank you thank you said the abjavet i was about to say it seems as though she have the bug for somebody secret i carry she's carrying secrets for somebody because if i didn't have any secrets for anybody don't would i remove already they would have removed me already i would have been gone <laughs> she back there saying if i go down we all go down uh-huh so now they're 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 what trying to <laughs> They're scratching their heads trying to figure it out. They're trying to come up with enough money for her to go down on her own and her family still get taken care of. Okay, let me stop. Didn't no, I say I no, 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 no. Did I just say the Nostra, no violence on MLK Day? I, I need to stop. <laughs> it's in the love of MLK where we're showing the balance. You know, there's we have the example of nonviolence. And then we have the example of those of us who will choose violence, but have a smile of peace. But, <laughs> no, but may I have to ask another question? Did they pay? Um, did they? Hold on a second. What is this businessman traveling with millions killed? A robbery appears to be the motive for the murder of a businessman in St. Mary on Thursday after the police recovered more than $7 million dollars. Why are you walking around with $7 million? Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> so let me ask a question. Did they pay the, the, the Jamaica Observer, Jamaica Glean and all of them to take the story down or something? Why well, can't find the story? Huh. Anywho, it's on social media. Now I have to go look for it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> You telling too much of their business moments. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm going to check the mix up. The mix up one now. Jamaica star. And see if I can. Is it too much new? I'm, I'm giving out too much information. <laughs> Woo. Jamaica nice. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. Jamaica always keeping. Always. Something's always going down. But on a serious note, you can't find... <laughs> you can't find the story. But the whole SSL one made international headlines. You know, it's on aljazeera.com. Oh, yes. It is there. Oh. Yeah, but you bringing it to streaming services. So nobody even have to, like, you're verbally reading it. Okay, so no one even have to go to the website. All they have to do is pull up coffee and tow in the morning. <laughs> okay, it looks as though they pulled down the more recent stories, but don't worry yourself. I'll have them for tomorrow. But yeah, more, there is more to come at um, 
SSL and now at NCB, not looking too cute. So where are the wealthy going to put their money if they have nowhere to deposit the money? I guess that's why the businessman was walking around with the seven billion <laughs> or billion or whatever. The seven million dollars. first, my funny stuff. put it on their mattress. At this point, I was about to say that and job it first, me. Oh gosh, at this point, everybody just needs a safe in their home. We're gonna take a quick break. When we return, we have stories out of Latin America and international news. Keep it locked. Party time again, yeah, yeah. All our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you're listening to Coffee and Toll World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. Problems again. Soon as she starts to rotate that waistline, I knew it was all over. My now. Soon as she wind then over, then push back and then pull me in closer. I knew she was up to Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. You ready to face the week if you are in the US? Not sure. Some people do have to go to work, but it is a federal holiday. Martin Luther King Jr. Day.
she start to walk up that bumper, I knew it was all over. Man down, emergency. Soon as she turned around and she put her two hands around my shoulder. I knew she was up to something. And then she back, back, back it up. Leg in the air, girl, cock it up. Like a mechanic, so I jack it up. Coming up later on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, it is Days After Dark, Real Relationship Talk. Join the crew as we settle part two of the conversation we started last week. Yeah, not going to tell you what it is. You got to tune in. 10 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be live on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. And of course, the conversation happens right here on Clubhouse. Set your alarms. From front to back, one big girl's team. Is a snack pack. Is a is a scene. Every carnival, I miss that. Is a different kind of vibe. See the girl them a wine and bubble all night. In a different kind of side. See the girl them a wine and bubble all night. Thank you so much to everyone listening online, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And thank you once again to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. It's time for stories out of Latin America. First up, two killed in shootout with federal agents near Puerto Rico. Story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSV in Miami. Two suspected drug traffickers were killed early Sunday in a shootout 
with federal agents off Puerto Rico's northeast coast, according to officials. The incident occurred shortly after midnight when authorities detected a suspicious boat at sea and a chase ensued. Jeffrey Quinones, spokesman for the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, told the Associated Press the chase ended when the suspected drug traffickers shot at the federal agents who returned fire. Two of the six suspects aboard were killed and the remaining four were arrested. No federal agent was injured. Quinones said the drugs were found aboard the boat and in the water, but no further details were immediately available. The nationalities of the suspects had not been confirmed. The deadly chase comes two months after a U.S. Customs and Border Protection agent and a suspected drug smuggler died in a shootout off Puerto Rico's southwest coast. Two other agents were injured and hospitalized in that incident. The FBI is investigating the latest deadly shootout. Uh, Puerto Rico is a popular transit point for drugs coming out of South America. Agents seized $26 million worth of cocaine in October. That was last year. And cargo worth $9 million aboard a boat in December. Yeah. So, Jamaica, Hispaniola, Puerto Rico, all being used as transshipment points. We need them to get the drugs off. We really do. The cocaine. Mm -mm. Weed, folks. Weed. (laughs) Not endorsing anything. Don't get me wrong. But free up the weed. That's that's what I will say. Free it up. Cocaine kills because cocaine is poison. It's a chemical. It goes through a chemical process. Free up the weed. Say it again, (laughs) Moon. dead for missing after plane crashes in Nepal resort town story courtesy of the Associated Press a plane making a 27 minute flight to Nepal how is it properly pronounced because I don't want to mispronounce is it Nepal Nepal I've, I've known it as Nepal but you know people have different pronunciations a tourist town crashed into a gorge on Sunday while attempting to land at a newly opened airport, killing at least 68 of the 72 people aboard. At least one witness reported hearing cries for help from within the fiery wreck, the country's deadliest airplane accident in three decades. Hours after dark, scores of onlookers crowded around the crash site near the airport in the resort town of Pokhara as rescue workers combed the wreckage on the edge of the cliff and in the ravine below, officials suspended the search for the four missing people overnight and planned to resume looking today. That is so sad. Oh, man. Well, the four people, hopefully they're able to find them. Hopefully they will be able to have full recovery. Sure, they're going to have scars. But I think the most damaging scars are going to be on the memory remembering i don't know you know this is something i think about every time i'm to fly i don't know if anybody else does the same thing but i think about this all the time if the plane is to go down does everybody have a heart attack so no everybody passes out before from panic and shock before you actually 
hit the ground or hit the ocean. I will always wonder. I know, weird. Weird of me to be thinking about that, but I always wonder about it. Wonder what? Repeat that? If people pass out prior to the plane crashing from shock and screaming and yelling because it's frightening do people pass out like get a cardiac arrest because i think i heard before that every death is related to a cardiac arrest right there is a cardiac arrest before you go that's what i heard once i don't know how true it is i need to look that up but to verify that but i heard that some time ago know, maybe it's a possibility i mean if whenever we are take off or land my wife or to squeeze my hand then you know what I mean maybe so. <laughs> and I close our eye so maybe it's a, a possibility that um persons probably pass or due to shock you know for no say yo I ate this that I ate this them you know what I mean so probably maybe I just wonder I know I have a weird mind folks forgive me Go ahead, James. That's not weird. That's just being a critical thing. I'm just, you know, just thinking. <laughs> Go ahead, James. Yeah, so so I was actually in a crash landing before. Um, and it's interesting because, like, when you find out what's happening, well, when I found out what, what was happening, it's like, you know, like, your heart start beat like it won't jump out of your chest. Right. That's how, that's how I felt when initially, like, we find out, what, you know, what's really going on. And then, about a minute or two later, it's like I close my eyes, start praying, and then my heart rate just stop, start um, calming down. And then it's all, almost like I just went into this sense of peace. Like I wasn't worried anymore or anything. I just close my eye, and I just feel calm. And then the plane touched, the plane land like really hard like really really hard and it was smoking and uh, i think the wheel the wheel then pop off and stuff like that and then when i opened my eyes and i looked through the window and i saw the the fire truck and the police coming and at that moment it just hit you and then you go back into that state <laughs> that that state where like a lot of people coming off the plane could hardly come off by themselves like they were so weak because like it just hit them were really almost happened so mm -hmm. yeah i guess i guess it depends you know it depends <laughs> all right let me move on those were <laughs> okay um also on the international scene mateo messina denaro i need i need to get get it oh teflon out here i need to get the italian accent right mateo messina denaro italian mafia boss arrested in sicily the Italian police have arrested the country's most wanted mafia boss who had been on the run for 30 years. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Prosecutors say Matteo Messina Denaro is a boss of Sicily's Cosa Nostra Mafia. Police this morning swooped in on a private hospital in the Sicilian capital, Palermo, where the 60-year-old was receiving treatment for an undisclosed medical condition to make the arrest. He has been sentenced in absentia. Is that how it's pronounced? Absentia or absentia? How is it pronounced? Where's where Sonette to correct me? Both or either. It can be either. All right. Thank you, Sonette. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. So they got him. In, so Messina Denaro has been sentenced in absentia to a life term for his role 
in the 1992 murders of anti-mafia prosecutors Giovanni Falcone and Paolo Borsellino. He also faces a life sentence for his involvement in bomb attacks in Florence, Rome and Milan the following year, which killed 10 people. Messina, who comes from the small southern town of Castelvetrano, I hope I got that right, near Trapani, is accused of prosecutors, is accused by prosecutors of being solely or jointly responsible for several other murders in the 1990s. So he has been on the run since he was 30 years old. How was he able to keep such a low profile? That's what I... I bet you they're going to have a movie about him. There, a movie is going to come out on Netflix by next year about him. I want to see the story. Police said in, last, in September last year that he was still able to issue commands relating to the way the mafia was run in the area around the western Sicilian city of Trapani, his regional stronghold, despite his long disappearance. Wow. I'm invested. Don't ask me why. I just want to know how he was able to um, keep a low profile. The arrest on Monday came 30 years and a day after the capture of convicted boss of bosses Salvatore Totorina in a Palermo apartment after 23 years. On no, man, them skilled, them good. To be able to... Um, escape for so long but you know they say somebody will always slip up somebody always makes a mistake hmm. i'm here digging for details on him i'm sorry really sorry 30 years yo 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 people can i don't feel a very long time in the moments like you know we know about theme things still you know what i mean but it all depends on where and Remember some of them places uh, huge, you know, man, like real huge, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I used one tree for probably you know, some village, you know what I mean? Like we were in some countryside or up in some forestry area, you know what I mean? So, again, we don't know about film situations, so which why he really uh, high, but yeah, some of them big country there, he didn't come a crime from some, what, the 60s, you know what I mean? Uh, and, 2023, much years later, much decades later, you still get catch because the place was huge and just a hideout and just to keep a low profile, change your name, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. So it's it possible. I wonder how people do that. <laughs> All right. Our next story, courtesy of Al Jazeera Economy segment Richest 1% bag two thirds of. $42 trillion in new wealth, says Oxfam. Charity calls for more taxes on the rich as World Economic Forum gathers for annual meeting in Switzerland. The world's top 1% grabbed nearly two-thirds of the $42 trillion in new wealth created since 2020. Wow. Oxfam released this new report to coincide with the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum, which is going to be happening in Switzerland. The share was almost twice as much money as the amount obtained by the bottom 99% of the world's population. Billionaire fortunes are increasing by, listen to this folks, 
$2.7 billion a day. A day. While at least 1.7 billion workers now live in countries where inflation is outpacing wages. Make that make sense. They're increasing their fortune $2.7 billion a day while we can't keep up with inflation. At the same time, half of the world's billionaires live in countries with no inheritance tax for direct descendants, putting them on track to pass on $5 trillion to their heirs, more than the gross domestic product of Africa. Can I be mad at them for being smart? Living in countries, so you know we're going to pull that up, right? Which countries have a no inheritance tax? Hmm. Let's see where we all need to move to. Huh, James, you're safe up there in Canada. <laughs> so James will be able to pass on his wealth without having to, without not having to worry about uh, that. So Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Estonia, Mexico, Hong Kong, Macau, Singapore. Huh. Wow. So which one are we moving to, folks, so that when we get rich, we don't have to worry about taxes? Yeah, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Estonia, Mexico, Hong Kong, Macau, Singap Singapore, Luxembourg, Norway, Portugal, Serbia, Slovakia, Sweden, Israel. How do you pronounce this one? V-A-N-U-A-T-U. Where's that country? I don't even know where in the heck, where in the world that is. So which one are we packing up and moving to? So that our huh? One. Which one? I'm going to the warmest one. The warmest. Which one is Australia? Australia. Oh, it, I it's, guess the warmest one. Huh. It's summer now in Australia. Okay, so this one is Vanuatu. Van I don't know. I'm not even. Where's Sanat? V a n u a t u. V a n u a t u. Which? How you pronounce that country? I don't know. It is Vanuatu. 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 A u a So Vanuatu. Vanuatu. First time hearing about the them. Wow. So where are they located? Off the coast of Australia. So we may be able to go there because nobody knows about it. <laughs> right, Javette? Yep, that's where I'm going. The warmest one. It's Let's a, be prepared for us. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's a Pacific Island nation. Polynesian, so you know, they're black people. Yeah. It's it's Vanuatu. Say it again, Javed. Vanuatu? Vanuatu. Vanuatu. Yeah, okay. So I'm looking at the map. They are close. There, you know that string of islands that you have Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, and then Vanuatu. Huh. Okay. So we have somewhere to venture to. 
moment see, you know you know what's interesting with with that though um it doesn't work the same way with debt like in canada when you die your debt don't go with you like so like if 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 you're if you're like a, a married couple or whatever and your husband like have some secret debt or whatever and he dies you're going to be held responsible for it so i find that interesting that you know like when you come on to wealth and one percent like they're they're tax-free but you know okay on hold, hold on let me make sure here you're correctly james the when you die in canada your inheritance is passed on without any deductions right but if you have debt your heirs also um acquire that debt they inherit the debt that's what you're saying i want to make sure i heard you correctly yeah okay. yeah so you say it doesn't die with you the government need the money one way or the other but what kind of debt are we talking about anything like it could be like any type of debt like credit card debt like anything that you have like um your your spouse is responsible for it they're gonna find a way to get it okay huh hold on let me check the check the chat thank you james geely says bhutan it is said to be one of the happiest countries ah. <laughs> all right so who which country does vanuatu and I know I butchered it again, Javet, forgive me, belonged to. Before its independence in 1980, it was jointly administered by France and the UK, known as the New Hebrides for 74 years. It is a republic with a non-executive presidency. Population, uh, 319,000, and that's according to the World Bank in 2021. Uh... Is that the one that's sinking into the ocean? God have mercy. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. She done messed up our dream. I had a co-worker who I think is from Vanuatu. I thought you were saying Vanuatu. No, before. Vanuatu. You're right. Yeah, I, I think I had a co-worker who was from there. Um, so I, I think that's, I think that's the one that um is. I'll look though because I don't want to get the islands mixed up. Okay. There's an island in the South Pacific that is now. Um, I think Julie put it in the chat. Julie put it in the chat. Cree, no, I cannot pronounce that. It is Cree Bree Briarty. Briarty. Yeah. In the next few years, there'll be no more. Don't worry, Julie. We're all. You're no. spelling off my pronunciation. Of no, I think Vanuatu is going down too. Unfortunately. Um, but no, it's not one is French. It's French and English. There's another very Polynesian one that was going down. I gotta look at my map. Yeah. And I left that map in the office. Shoot. So they they refer to this their culture there as Melanesian. They are dark skinned people with a Polynesian look. So they the, the nation's Melanesian culture will will fit right in Javet, right in. Um, Official languages, French, English, Bislama. So we have to learn that. All right. When are we taking a trip there? I was thinking. Um... <laughs> Go ahead, Javet. It's so I'm working today, but I'm working from home. Okay, good. There's exactly 13 islands that will disappear in the next 80 years. So <laughs> I, I, I still think we're good. 
<laughs> I still think we're Yeah, because we're not going to live for 80 more years, right? So we can... Yeah, I'm about 50. So, yeah, I'm good. You know... But the, Okay, hold on. Go ahead, Javet. Go ahead. I just saw I don't know if you wanted to know the names. I was scrolling through to yes, see. Yes, can you please? Because, I, yeah, please, please let me know. I was scrolling through to see if it was on there. So they have the Solomon Islands. Oh, Lord. The Maldives. Palau, P A L A U. Palau. Mm -hmm. Micronesia. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. I've heard of that one. Oh my gosh, they said Fiji. Oh no. I know. Tuvalu. South Pacific again. That's that no. one. It's Tuvalu. The it's Tuvalu. 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 My, my co-worker was from Tuvalu. The, oh, sea wow. the seashells. They call it Cur seashells. Yeah. Kiribati. That's the one that Jali had. That's the one, Jali. Yes. The Cook Islands. Huh? I've heard that. French Polynesia, Tangier Island in Virginia, that's United States, Marshall Island, uh, another American territory, another place. There's a place in Alaska called Shish Marif, and those are the 13th that may be gone in 80 years. Let me ask a question, Javette. Who says they're going to, who came up with that theory? Is it too, because you notice something, most of those, especially um, off the coast of um, New Zealand and Australia, they're Polynesian, Melanesian, they're the Solomon Islands, black people with blonde hair, blue eyes. Why is it all these islands that they're saying are going to disappear are it's, with black people? It says rising sea levels. Hmm. Yep. Especially um melting polar cap. Remember I said Maldives and the Fiji are some of the small islands out in the middle of the ocean. You know what I mean? Beautiful. But I won't forget that one day, definitely. But yeah, um it can be the rising sea levels for real. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. But I'm still gonna let us go. Climate change, I'm sure, has a huge role to play in all of this. Everything. By the way, Sanet, what's the weather like for you over there today? Uh, today, I think it's sunny. I'm not opening the windows yet. So let me let me go move my shade and see what it looks like. Um, sunny, beautiful. I see sun. Very little clouds today. So yes, good. Let's check what my weather app says. This is gonna rain again today. Um, no rain today. We're good. Dry. Good. Thank you. Good. 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 Because I, I, I te sent the text, right? I uh, saw so watching the news. And I didn't like what they said on the news. They had said up until the end of the week. Yeah, I'm like, so far, yeah, week? what I'm seeing is um, maybe again on Wednesday. But um, I think we've had, we've had a lot. Or we do not expect a drought this year, this summer. And that's great news because every year, um, the Bay Area, San Francisco, California in general has drought. But this year... I think we have made up the bed. The dams are quite full. Yeah. So we're good. Okay. So that's why I'm not too mad. Like, no drought. I can yeah. water plants whenever I want to. That's what tell me. No, don't water your plants in the middle of the day, only at night. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad you're okay. You're out of harm's way. Feel bad for those who have lost 
homes who have lost family members. I really do feel bad for them. I do. You know. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, back to Vanuatu, uh, Javet. Citizenship can be acquired through a contribution to the government of $130,000 for a single applicant and $180,000 for a family of four. Do they allow dual citizenship? Yes. And they will never ask investors to give up their existing citizenship. Vanuatu, here I come. Oh gosh, Tasha. Tasha says, um, what about our children's children? I know, Tasha. Uh, <laughs> Donald says the threat is because of rising sea levels, which we said, yep. Uh, New York should be on that list. Manhattan, to be exact, to be exact, Miami should be on the list too. Shouldn't the keys be on the list? The um, Florida keys be on the list? What about all the keys in the islands? For example, off the coast of uh, Jamaica, you have Lime Key. That's one. I'm gonna say I, the reason why I think those are not on the list is because they're not independent countries. Oh. So I think that's why they're not on the list. But I agree. Um, some I've I've driven down to the keys and I've seen some of them that are just about underwater already. So like, I'm sure they're considered, but they're not being they're not standing out because they're not their own country. And yeah, Manhattan. And, and then this article was it it only named thirteen of them. But you um, getting back to the payment to become a citizen, uh -huh. I've been noticing that even in the Caribbean, in our Caribbean islands right yep. now, mm -hmm. you can, you know, pay $5,000 and get a Bayesian passport or, you, you know, citizenship visa, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was looking that up the other day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes, um, don't, don't Jamaica... Uh, you don't have to give up your uh, citizenship. No, you so don't. You can, you can have dual citizenship. Yeah. Yeah. So even though America say yeah, give up, um, denounce, you know what I mean, the country, you can still have it. Um, what is this? But when you get the um, dual citizenship, you can only stay like what six months or something like that. No. Uh, away. You can stay as long as you want. Uh, well, as far as I know. They don't bother you. You come back home. When you come home, welcome home. Oh, well, I'll make sure. I would, uh, no, I, would, I would treat it like tax laws. Six months in a day. Uh -huh. Treat it like yeah. Tax yeah, do that. Just to be safe. But fine, I'm sure there's an, there's an attorney who will help you tell you that for the honest truth. But yeah. Use the tax laws. Six months in a day and you should be safe. Yeah, I agree. Right, I, cool. I, 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 I would agree with that recommendation. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Come, my wife. I say, all right. Then if we do the six months thing, once the six months near to to finish, take a quick trip, come back over, spend like a day or two, maybe three days, and then just jump back on the plane and come back over. So, yeah. You know, yeah. There are people um who have. I'm not sure how it works if Canada asks you to denounce your Jamaican citizenship, but um there are people I know with dual citizenship, Canada and Jamaica. They they're in Jamaica for six months and then they're back in Canada for the remaining six months. But it, when it, as soon as it gets cold, boom, they fly out and then they go back up when it warms up. Yeah. And you have them, They we call them the snowbirds. I'm not sure. I don't, how does it work between Canada and the U.S.? Because a lot of Canadians have property here in Florida and they come down, we call them snowbirds. They come down for six months and then they go back up. How does, how, what's the relationship between Canada and the U.S.? Are they allowed, do they have to have 
um, residency status at least to be able to be here that long? I'm not sure. I don't know. Huh. I don't know any of that. Yeah, Geely says 100,000 can get your St. Lucian passport. St. Kitts also. So you see, folks, it's easy to have multiple citizenships. Multiple. All right, so I'm going to keep my eye on Vanuatu. Sounds interesting. Marlon, I'd like first to go visit so I can see how I feel. I like the, what you call it, bohemian lifestyle, barefoot, loose clothing, looking, no care in the world, just let your hair run wild. I like that kind of life. You, you wake up in the morning and the ocean breeze, the sea breeze is hitting in, in your face. You walk out, you step out, step onto the dirt. You don't, you, you don't even have to wear shoes. I remember as a child, I was always like, put your shoes on. <sighs> Hate shoes. <laughs> I'll go barefoot as much as I can. So, yeah, I'll, I, I'll be okay living like that, definitely. All right, next up. Who is coming next? University. We, we spoke about the University of Georgia. No, we're finished with... Um, no, 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 no. Back up, back up. We're finished with... Yeah, we did it. The world's richest. But how are we going to... What can we do? To improve our pockets we're not going to be making 2.7 billion dollars a day but what can we do on our micro level to combat this inflation that we're faced with anybody went to the supermarket this weekend i went i didn't go my husband did i mean i didn't see the bill either I don't even think you want to see it, Sonette, honestly. I don't know what I would do if there wasn't buy one, get one free. I really don't know. Because even with buy one, get one free, I went to the supermarket, when was it? Friday? Friday. Ran there to pick up just a few items. I almost cried. $80 and if I, I didn't come home with um many bags buy one get one free $80 and that's not the, the shopping for um the week we haven't got that yet and I don't want to go my pantry's on you can see the back of my, my, my the walls of the pantry and right now I don't care on a better go mix up some flour, make some oatmeal porridge, make some cornmeal porridge. It's ridiculous. And here they are sitting up there in Washington. Right now, I don't give a damn about what on a fine in where you call it, Mar-a-Lago or at Biden's house. I really don't care. Facts. I don't care about McCarthy. I don't care about none of that. What are you doing for the American people? We're feeling it. We are feeling it. When? We are sitting down. You look at your paycheck. You look at the bills. 
and you're like, screw this. Literally. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do? What do I choose? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Okay, you will get taken care of. And you go again. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Kind of like picking the flower and going, he loves me, he loves me not. <laughs> and then whichever one, whichever bill comes up last. All right, you're up today. But they're arguing about damn documents, which I'm sure not helping the economy one way or the other. Moments, I understand that some stuff is just a distraction to the real thing. You know what I mean? True, true. You're right, Afro. You're absolutely right. But I, right now, they should be sitting down, concerned that the rich want to be rich, right? They want to be richer. The wealthy want to be wealthier. Clearly, they want to con continue to increase the two point seven billion dollars a day. They want to. They want to be able to pass on in excess of $5 trillion to their heirs tax-free. They want to be able to do that. So help us help them do that. Help us help y'all up there in Washington because some of y'all can't licking your fingers too. If we can't afford to pay for the things, aren't the things going to go bad? Hmm? Aren't they going to expand and you're going to have to dump them? And then what happened? So help us. How about you say, you know something? Let us get a grip. We're going to give every single family that earns under, say, what, $250,000? Let's give them each $400 per person to help ease the burden. Because we're going to get it back anyway. Wishful thinking, Javette? <laughs> Donnell, sorry, Donnell. Oh, man, so you really think with 1% of the people owning the vast majority of wealth, the rest of us really worry about inheritance tax. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And then we're talking about taxing the wealth and thing, which is just a, that is just a utopian concept. No, no tax, the wealthy would not be paying no fair share of no tax. That's nonsense. Yeah, these are the people the the wealthy is the people that elect the people you vote for <laughs> so, wow. so get it right <laughs> they decide who could afford to run for politics they decide whose campaign to fund they're not doing that for charity they don't do that because they love politicians but the rest of us here like as crabs in a barrel fighting against one another who is red and who is blue and who is green and who is democrat and republican and all the nonsense it doesn't matter Facts. you don't don't you realize the wealthy always win no matter which sector of politi politicians in power so the dynamics of our society has to change fundamentally that's the only how something would, would be different other than that the people that run everything would continue to do that. There is no incentives for them to tax themselves. So don't get twisted with all the stupid debates and stuff about taxing the wealthy and bringing this tax here and that tax here is nonsense. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. You will not... 
make a lot to penalize yourself. Because whether we acknowledge it or not, they are the one that elect all the politicians. Facts. So this is just to appease us. You know, look at the, the, the whole stimulus checks and all this stuff and you want to um, lock up poor people for $20,000 and $30,000 and the, most of the money went to the, the companies that wasn't supposed to get it. And, and magically, we couldn't trace it. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is a joke. You're absolutely right. So then it leads to the question, when do we plan to take back control because we're making them filthy stinking rich for them to control us as you pointed out donald it's not the politicians who are in control it's the one percent they're telling the politicians how to govern they're telling the politicians what laws get passed because remember it has to benefit them so what are we going to do to take back our control do we even care to take back control are we at the point where we feel you know what we can't win so you know might as well just go along with it and do they know that that's how we're thinking so they continue to operate the way they do and take advantage of us we're between a rock and a hard place we're being bit slapped all over the place there was a group of people that supposedly wanted to take back control. When was that? January, what? Six. I guess the date was. <laughs> that was their so-called attempt to take back control. So we have to be careful with how we're speaking on taking back control. Oh, Jesus. You know, Javet, thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Economic control. Control of our economics. And how do we do that? By choosing how we and where and when to spend our money instead of walking into target or or going to walmart or any other business to purchase our body butters let us go to instagram you jump on instagram right Look for Laura, Laura underscore Mel and purchase there, right? Put an order there. In my opinion, moments, it's not about where we put. I think the problem is an education problem. I feel to solve this entire thing is an education problem. Because unless people start thinking different, and making different choices, nothing would change. There would be no collective movement, so we could get it out of our head. We're not getting up and see a mass movement of millions of people coming together for one common cause. That don't happen, especially with them controlling the media. What we have to do is educate ourselves, and each one teach one. It would be a slow process, but as you ch change your mindset, you change the way you eat, the way you shop, the things you support, and that would have to happen at a micro level. And then everything would change. But it wouldn't happen from the top come down. And it's very difficult to happen from the bottom up. So we're between a rock and a very hard place. Well, you know what? Since we're going to have to attack it at the micro level, Donald, we're starting here. We're going to start here. 
and support each other. And then we all have tentacles. And what are our tentacles? Our social media platforms. That we can use those to spread the word about the person that we're supporting within our community. Right? There we have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We can support through WhatsApp. Send emails. When you're talking to somebody on the phone, and they say, Boy, you know, I need so and so. So, all right, check out this in a because I got this here and it does this, 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 this. You have to be very careful because if you go on social media before you spread it amongst yourself, you moment to be a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> and in two weeks, nobody will take you serious. Hmm. So, so Donald, uh, you're, you're, you're showing us, you're speaking on two sides. What's the middle? No, what I'm saying is we have to start within our community and amongst ourselves first to start developing that base and spreading the network. And then when we have the message, once you start to spread the message, okay, that small network that have grown, you start spreading the message as a collective. So everybody start doing it within. But if like one person coming, preaching to people and stuff like that, it's easier to shut down. And I think many times we try to look on the outside for solutions. But if we start to look within and start influencing the people around us and they influence the people around them, I think it will have a better impact. Because oftentimes we speak about black people should do this and black people should do that and we should unite and stuff. But we, we, we it's sort of like an abstract in a third person, Tom, as opposed to us being accountable and saying, okay, what can I do as a black person to make a change? And what can I encourage my brother and my sister and my close friends to do that we can start making change and create these small pockets and start connecting it? And I think we could grow organically from that. But once you start to go outward too fast, they could close, they could shut you down. I'm not saying you can't do the social media and the stuff like that, but if you become dependent on their platform too much, then it's very easy for them to shut you down. That's just my opinion. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I can see where that had um, already started to happen in regards to the Black Panther Party, in regards to all of our so-called leaders that they assassinated. Um, I think we've always done it that way. It's just like you said, once they notice it's working in our favor, then they throw in those ops to mess with us mentally. You know, mm-hmm. so I yield. Yeah. All right, there's a. <sighs> we all have a responsibility. We all do. And we all can make a change for the greater good of our community. We can be strategic, we can be intentional, and we can get it done. We talk too much and not enough action to support. We need to know how to put our money where our mouth is. 
And, you know, Donald, I, I, I'm thinking about what you said. And yes, we have to be careful. But we can still use social media and spread it via messages if we don't want to blast it up. We definitely have to think about how we can use their things to our advantage because they're using what we have to their advantage. So it's time for us to flip the script. They have used us, continue to use us. Now it's time for us to use them. I'm not against using those platforms, you know, because, for instance, this platform here is bringing a, a set of like-minded people together. And we discuss stuff every day and we learn a lot of stuff from each other and we share ideas and, and you never know who is hearing and who we are influencing. But I'm saying if you go all gung-ho and go out there too vicious on those platforms before you build your base or before you reach out to the people around you or utilize the different networks you have close to you, you may put yourself at risk of being shut up mm -hmm. before you actually get a movement started or before you actually get momentum. Okay. So we have to strategize, right? We have to come up with a plan. A solid plan. We have to put all the pieces of our puzzle together and make, make them stick so that they don't crumble. I got you, Donald. I got you. Yeah, moments. I think some of the stuff that it, it just take like education and effort with things that we can do right away. Because like I, I tell people like, you know, they, they put the idea of like automation out there to and, and, and they show all of the, the positive sides to it and stuff like that. You know, that you're going to Walmart and they sell it like, okay, you don't have to wait until in the line, long lines for cashier. We'll give you self-checkout. Um, you don't have to deal with these um, rude staff. So self-checkout. And then once, you know, self-checkout starts and it's successful, then that's millions of, of jobs, you know, gone. Now, in, in Canada, like in, in, in Ontario, they are, they, are, they are setting dates for when they're going to have trucks, like half of the fleets of trucks, which are thousands of trucks that are self-driving trucks. Those are jobs that, that's gone uh, again, you know? So automation, it, it's not like back in the 80s when, or, or 70s when you're switching from typewriter to computer and stuff like this. We're moving at such a rapid um, speed right now where like even industries that people thought were untouchable, like people, people used to think that restaurants, um, some of the, the high labor intensive um, jobs were going to be uh, we're always going to be secure because there's no way they can touch um jobs that you know it, it takes a lot of labor like restaurants but now you see that they have like um smart tables that you put in your own order and, and someone just run out the food you know so like when i see stories like walmart losing millions of dollars from the self-checkout i celebrate that you know because i want them to, to, to take them out because those are thousands of jobs that are, that are they might be low-paying jobs but there are still thousands of jobs that are being replaced by computers. You know, the, the, the self-driving trucks, those are good jobs. You know, in the next 10 years, when they start pulling out these trucks, driving themselves, um, those are jobs that are, you know, 
that um, a lot of people are not going to have truck drivers are going to be out of jobs, you know. So, you know, I think we can because for me, like I, I try not to go into Walmart. I go into any of those supermarkets and use the self the self checkout thing. And as I said, when when I hear the figures that they're losing millions of dollars, I celebrate it. I I don't feel bad for them because they're they're taking food out of people's mouth, you know. So I think those are some of the stuff that we can do. Educate ourselves, and you know, like sometimes. You know, yeah, Amazon might be cool. You order the stuff, it come right to your door. But you can just come out of your house, walk down the street, and go to one of those small stores and support them, you know? So I think those are the, the conscious decisions that we're going to have to make because, yeah, like, how long? The 1%, 1% is, is it's, it's ridiculous. And it keeps, the numbers keep going up. Like, every decade, the numbers just keep rising, you know? So, and it makes no sense. <laughs> All right, thank you, everyone. Appreciate your input. Not every decade, James. Every day. Every day. You didn't yeah. hear the article. <laughs> every day, yeah. Two point. Let me let me go back. What is it? What is two point seven billion dollars a day? Two point seven billion dollars per day. All right. Hello, I have a, the question I have is that you don't have to make the ultra-rich the villains. At the same time, you don't have to exploit the poor. Why can't we find a balance where it is mutually um, beneficial? Of course, the people taking risk in investments and so on, they have to be rewarded for that risk. But at some point in time, if you own all the resources, there ain't much risk because you dare dictate everything. You understand? So it is. It has to be a balance. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm oh boy. Um, dreaming you know, of the perfect. Go ahead. Go ahead, Apple. Yeah. You know, one moment Saturday, me I watch um this bit of um African diaspora news channel, and it must. <laughs> I must say, yo, I guess due to the fact that a whole of uh, African Americans uh go back to the continent. And I guess you must say, like BBC, you know, a big um, news station, the Pick It Up Network, the Pick It Up, and I, I, I talk about it. And even here, come see some reports when, uh, oh, uh, 2019, the first year of the return, we Ghana, yeah. So it's like, them, you must say, oh, we never notice how them keep on uh, showing up on these big news network. I mean, what happened to the days when they used to always say, hey, go back to Africa, go back to Africa? Now, we start to do that and I take with black dollars <laughs> and I bring it to a black continent for invest in a real estate or become our own bosses, um, help build up the infrastructure because them say the, the, black, well, the black dollars only stay in the black community for like what, six months? Can I send a video to you? And then it gone out of the community into other people's. Um, other communities you know what i mean so you, you don't even get to keep hold on the black dollar you know the black community for too long so and then it's like you must say yo the, the black people in america are the biggest spenders biggest spenders out of any other community um race of people in other in america the, uh, the black people them spend the most money so if you can't if when them see you ad migrate to other like African them places there, or maybe to the Caribbean, is that them start to worry? You get me? I say them start to worry themselves 
and it, it made me think like so maybe that's why I see them all have this whole division thing between or you know I put a more uh, I like on this whole division thing between African Americans and um, the Africans them you know what I mean and the Caribbean for kind of keep we from a go to these places for spend for money amongst ourselves amongst our own for build up our own infrastructure infrastructure our own community you know what I mean so I don't know when you come out to America especially when you watch things where the former CIA members that come out and attack what them used to do <laughs> create division and all them things and it, it really make you wonder like yo it's like them, them, them continuously are do it over and over and over when they realize the power where black people have you know what I mean especially the, the black dollars so them try to make you stay away from group economics while them practice it amongst themselves so I don't know I, I something for you to look into and if people know that but I understand what the big deal for just spend amongst your own yeah. You can't yeah, you can't go in a Chinatown and say I go put up a shop. You, you can't never do that. But the Chinaman or the China woman or any other race of people can go in the black community and set up shop and make how much millions of dollars for you know, and at the end of the day they don't even like you. Make it make sense. We're not bringing other people into this just just, just for no just for no, no 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 it's it not has to it, it, it has to. I'm sorry if you don't like don't it but so. it has to. It it's it, a fact, is, is it's it true. It it but, is. I'm having a conversation. It's something that has to. It's something that is going yeah, but on. but remember where we so are. Whether you're you in want... a private, you're not in a living room. Oh my goodness! Sonnet, why no, every time okay, when we try okay, to talk about okay. this, you're bringing it up. I will. I will. I will. Like 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 me. Okay. Me don't know me at all. Like I'm not saying that. Okay. All right, moment. Go through. Hold on. You're not an idiot. No one said that. You're the one who made that comment. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if we can have a conversation without bringing in other people. Especially that we're not just sitting here in a circle in a living room. This is being broadcasted outside, and we don't want to go insulting other people for no reason. Or yes, you have reasons. I understand that, but it's not our right to do that. So that's it. I don't. Have, you know, go on. All right. So we have to look within ourselves and see how we can elevate ourselves. It takes us being conscious when it comes to the choices that we make. It takes us understanding the important of group, the importance, sorry, of group economics as um, Chile highlighted in the chat. We can support each other without worrying or concerning ourselves too much about the external and uh, about everybody else. But we also have to remember that at some point we are going to need each other. We have to remember that. And we're going to need each other until we have a clear appreciation of ourselves and understanding of how influential and powerful we are. So we, that being said, we have to be very careful not to alienate 
we don't want to isolate right yeah we have to be very careful um chile also said they only try to infiltrate our spaces okay all right so we're gonna move on our next story Fa georgia family releases dash cam footage of a 2021 pit maneuver crash that killed a 12 year old calls for officers to be charged the family of a 12-year-old that was killed in a pit maneuver crash released dash cam footage of the incident and is calling for law enforcement to be charged. On Wednesday, Paulding County held a press conference to discuss the death of Laden Boykins. In 2021, Boykins, along with another child, was inside a car that was being chased by authorities. The chase occurred after the driver, Charlie Moore, got into a heated argument with the police. The argument led to more driving away and law enforcement following close behind. Unfortunately, the state trooper performed a pit maneuver in order to stop more from continuing on, but the car rolled into a ditch, killing Boykins. During the press conference, Boykins' parents said Moore does bear some responsibility, but wants authorities to be held accountable as well. Boykins' father also mentioned the dash cam footage proving that the trooper knew the children were present in the car when you see this dash cam footage rest assured you will all know they knew that there were children in the vehicle unfortunately the footage did not show the children however the dispatcher's audio proved deputies acknowledged and confirmed the children's presence according to the trooper the pit maneuver was initiated because the longer I waited to end the pursuit, the more the suspect would jeopardize the lives of innocent bystanders on the roadway. Georgia NAACP President Gerald Griggs also called for Georgia's Attorney General uh, to appoint a special prosecutor for the case. Griggs claims the Paulding County District Attorney's Office was not taking action against the trooper or deputies. Uh, nevertheless, the trooper involved in the crash was placed on administrative leave, but no, but later returned to work. Um, let me ask a question, folks. As Marlon, I'm not sure if you're able to speak, but I know in the truckers' world, I don't know if the rules have changed, but back when Marlon got into trucking, the truth of the matter is you're gonna have to kill a few to save a lot. What does that mean? Sometimes you're going to have to run over the person in front of you and avoid a jackknifing incident that could take out more lives. Sounds harsh, but it's the reality. You're going to have to pick the lesser of two evils. You don't you wish in the perfect world it didn't have to happen. But truck drivers face a lot of, let me tell you, I have been on the road with Marlon and I see how some people drive them. Just take truck drivers for granted, not understanding what truckers are pulling, the cargo. If you are at full capacity, meaning between the tractor and the trailer being fully loaded, you're pulling 80,000 pounds. Do you think it's easy to stop 80,000 pounds, even if they're going at 60 miles per hour, if you just cut in front of them suddenly? 
And you have people who deliberately do that because attorneys go for the kill when there's a truck accident, even if it's their client that caused the accident because they know the payout is big. And that's why truckers pay a hefty insurance. $700, $800 a month. It's not easy. But you have to run over that car in front of you. Because you, if you try to swerve, you could wipe out 10 vehicles easily. Killing people in 10 vehicles. So you have to do the unfortunate was take out the car in front of you. Could it be that this is what this person had to do, this officer? And it seems so, because he said he had to make a decision, right? The longer I waited to end the pursuit, the more the suspect would jeopardize the lives of innocent bystanders on the roadway. It's just unfortunate that a child lost its life. They lost their life. It's really unfortunate truly is. Yeah, so for real, man. Uh, when the truck in school, they tell the same thing. Don't so they, they still swerve. enforce it? Okay. Yeah, don't ever swerve. If somebody run out in front of you, run over them, and when you run over them, <laughs> then you, 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 you hit the brakes um, safely, though, and then um, pull over, come out of the way if you can, and then call the authorities. But don't you ever swerve. Right. So nothing has changed. FMCSA, nothing has changed. I would implore folks out there on the road, don't play around with tractor trailer drivers. Don't do it. Because if they have to slam on their brakes, and if they're blowing you to get out the way, get out the way. Please do not sit down in front of them and slow them up. They have somewhere to be. They're time sensitive. Right, And they also have to abide by road code. But don't make their job harder. Don't set out to try to target them. Because when you do that, chances are you're going to have that driver possibly lose their license and lose the ability to be able to look after their family. It's best to get out of the way if you see them coming. Just get out of the lane. Let them go. One thing I will respect about them, though, they don't have to know you, but there's this unwritten rule. They, they look out for each other, depending on what the situation is with tra um, traffic out there. They will block you off to get their other, other truckers. They don't have to know the other truckers because they all understand. They all face the same battles out there. Respect the truckers, folks. That's all I can ask you. And you better respect that truck. Don't play with it. 80,000 pounds is nothing to play with. All right. Uh, what is Martin Luther King Jr. Day and why is it celebrated? As the United States celebrates Martin Luther King Jr. Day today, we take a look at the celebration and its origins. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is a federal holiday in the United States that takes place on the third Monday in January. It honors the life and legacy of civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. Each year, the celebration takes place on the Monday 
closest to his birthday, which is on January 15. This year it is being held on January 16. Sunday would have been King's 94th birthday. He was assassinated in 1968 at the age of 39 in Memphis, Tennessee. In 1983, President Ronald Reagan signed the holiday into law, and it was first observed on January 20, 1986. The first time all states observed it was in 2000. Reagan said the holiday was meant to remember King and the just cause he stood for. America is a more democratic nation, a more just nation, a more peaceful nation because Martin Luther King Jr., became her preeminent nonviolent commander, Reagan said in 1983. According to the White House, only three people in the U.S. have a holiday observed in their honor, Christopher Columbus, George Washington, and King. Banks and stock markets are closed on Monday, and generally public schools observe the federal holiday too. What was King's legacy? King led a campaign of nonviolent protests and civil disobedience in the struggle to end discrimination, including racial segregation in the U.S. in the 1950s and 1960s. He pushed for social and economic improvements for African Americans while also fighting for legal equality. King was a critical force in bringing the anti-black racist struggles facing black Americans to the communities living rooms and dinner tables of white Americans who had long had the privilege of overlooking and denying its existence. Journalist Jen M. Jackson wrote for Al Jazeera in 2021, he did this while sacrificing his own safety and the safety of his family. Speaking about his legacy, Taylor Branch, his biographer, told Al Jazeera back in 2018, we were on the mission to redeem America from the triple scourge of racial bigotry, of war and poverty for a largely invisible minority. And to have that ambition is just stunning. Race was at the heart of this struggle, but the impact was also economic. Black people earned far less than white people, and King wanted to highlight that. His long-term goal, according to Branch, was to launch a poor people's campaign a multiracial effort to eradicate poverty. King led a nonviolent movement. His strong beliefs in civil rights and nonviolence also made him a fierce opponent of America's participation in the Vietnam War. King's ideas and work made him increasingly unpopular during his lifetime. In 1966, 63% of Americans had an unfavorable view of King, up from 37% in 1963, and that's according to a Gallup poll. Today, he is one of the most respected people in the country. How is the U.S. marking the holiday this year? The King Center in Atlanta, led by his daughter Bernice King, launched its slate of Martin Luther King Jr. Day events on Thursday with youth and adult summits to educate the public on ways to transform unjust systems in the U.S. In Boston, civic organizations unveiled a 22-foot bronze statue honoring King and his wife, Coretta Scott King. According to local media reports, the sculptor Han Willis Thomas found inspiration in a photograph of the civil rights leaders embracing after King learned 
that he won the 1964 Nobel Peace Prize. President Joe Biden became the first sitting U.S. president to speak at a Sunday service in the Civil Rights Leaders Church in Atlanta. During his speech, he asked Americans to look at King's life for lessons on extremism and injustice. Again, the story was courtesy of Al Jazeera News. And he continues to be memorialized and uh, celebrated for his achievements. And we thank him for his bravery. We thank him for taking up the task. And we thank him for passing on the baton. The mission continues through education. And with, ed with education, there is empowerment. All right. Miss USA has been crowned Miss Universe 2022. Miss USA uh, became the 71st Miss, US, un Miss Universe competition winner, I should say. Did anybody else win? Watch it, sorry. Jamaica didn't even come up in the top 16. Yet, yeah, top 16. Yet, yeah, there was a lot of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? She was made mention of throughout social media. A lot of people seem to have been rooting for her. They felt that she was a natural and that it should have been easy for her, but she didn't make it into the top 16. Um, what do we have here? Miss Dominican Republic. We had Miss... You know, Venezuela and Colombia are always in the top 16. I've, from I've known myself, They've always come up in the top 16, so that's a given. It's as though. Um, I'm trying to see anything. Anybody else watched it? I think I watched it for about 10 minutes. I gave it 10 minutes of my life, even. I'm not so sure if it's so much. They weren't too skinny this year, which is good. Um, <laughs> so it looks as though they're listening to me. Yeah. Making them feel more relatable. All right. A main... Re oh, Lord, have mercy. So none of us in here won the lotto. The winner, a single person from the state of Maine. Yeah. They won the $1.35 billion. So it has been reset to $20 million. I don't know if I won anything. Don't know. Oh. No. There I go buy tickets will you say will you, will you say Marlon how am I gonna win if I didn't buy uh -huh. you know, hold on a chance. second let me ask you a question Marlon did you forget about the vows you took in front of the judge in the courthouse in Lawrenceville at the Lawrenceville mm -hmm. courthouse you forgot no I'm gonna forget but okay I'm... and the two shall become one <laughs> if you win me win what's yours is mine right mm. okay oh, it's mine Excuse me? What's mine is mine. Oh, see you in court, my friend. I'll see you in court. <laughs> Good Marley, luck. Get that. The re replays are on, okay? You done messed up. Mess up. See you in court, my friend, and let's see how this is really going to work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them children. Mm-hmm. You know, let me not get started. Let, let me know if I'm about to start. I have a question about this. Um, go ahead, Marlon. Go right ahead. 
I know you passed the story already, but I was doing something. Um, how comes it a fed, um, today is a federal holiday, but a lot of us still have to go to work? What's the difference with July 4th, May, whatever, September, whatever? All those are federal holidays, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the difference with today and the rest and those? Uh, why is not a federal holiday for everything is closed, you know, like your jobs or something? I just want to know what's the difference with that federal and this federal. You know, respect the general, plain and simple. You know. <laughs> no, but there has to be a, 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 an explanation it, it, because I've asked the same question to Marlon. Is it truly a federal holiday if everything isn't shut down except for the malls like the other holidays? Just a question, you know, but I guess I have to search it and see the reason why, you know, it's not closed. A lot of stuff is not closed. Even in Atlanta, where, you know, where they're supposed to, a lot of stuff, I'm just putting that out there. Every, majority people still have to go to work. Everything is open. You know, so I used to live there, so I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just a question, but keep going. Uh, moments. <laughs> yes. All right. You, you know, Rasta respect you from day one. You know that already. You see me? Love your room. I make sure I make it a point I'm duty for always in your room every morning. If I can't make it, I just can't make it. Uh, sometimes I drive, don't tell my wife. Sometimes I say, hey, I drive, you know, uh, leave clubhouse alone. You see me? But sometimes, we just, the, the, just the conversation, the topic, where you, you, you put out a morning time, because some of them clubhouse rooms appear nonsense, nonsense on top of it. It not make no sense. It not stimulate my mind. You see me, I say? And me as a person, I always look into certain things. You get what me, I say? I always do my local research on these things. So, I mean, from a can bring forth local knowledge, you know what I mean? And, and make other people look it up. Rasta go do that. And again, I get it, it's your depth on the ear. So, um, I really try my best to say certain things where ear, where, where kind of ear comfortable, I guess. <laughs> what the right word? Uh, we don't know. But um, at the end of the day, the truth are truth. You see me? The truth are truth. And we know some persons don't want to feel like say hear are hear the, the hard truth but at the end of the day the truth are the truth and it no matter if you want to hear it or not it's always there and, and the truth are always come out so if you can't say something remember me as i tell us sometimes say moments you don't worry yourself certain things you don't want to say me say it for you but which i have said now where you won't get um fine or something like so all them radio ear thing they kind of go you get what i say so i actually i come out and try to say nothing disrespectful anywhere whatsoever but again, as I said, the truth is just the truth, whether persons want to hear it or not. But I'm not going to say it in a way if you make you get a problem on the ear. You get what I say? And still be respectful to others. We're not make up things and I pull the things out of the ear. The fox are fox. The truth are truth. We're not going to sweet. We try to sweeten up a little bit because, again, as I said, they're on the ear. But I'm going to always bring forward the truth. You see oh, me, I say? Okay. As we Marlon say, what the difference? No difference in the day than 4th of July. We now know the history when come on to this 4th of July um, thing. And the federal holiday with, with MLK, Martin Luther King. You get what I say? All the black money have a, a, a federal holiday, a celebration of name. You get what I say? So some people respect it, some people don't respect it. 
Oh, go to a queen job it. Can I what um, someone asked the question online and the answer that was given from a company's perspective? It says the most vocal reason for not observing the holiday are the impact of taking another holiday on production and budgets, as well as the fact that MLK wasn't an elected official. Whether we agree or disagree, this is what some are using as an example for not giving a work day. Like for me, I am working today, but I also know that I have PTO. So if I wanted to take it off, I would take it off. And let's be real. Most people that have the day off, they're not even out there volunteering or doing something in honor of MLK. So we can be real on that side as well. And I yield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I got you. You're right. You're right, Mr. Red. Um, you're so, you're right. A lot of us have PTO. We could take the day. We're not going to use it for that day. I agree with you. I, but it was just a question. I just wanted to know, but I appreciate it. So let me ask you a question, Javette. Do we have to use PTO for the other days, though? So how I feel when it comes to me and working for a business, it's not my business. So I have to accept what they're giving me. Okay. If I like what this business is giving me, then that's for me to go and find a business that will align with my perspective on things. Okay. And I gotcha. I understand what you're saying. Clear as day. Okay. So we have our answer. Thank you so much, Javette. Marlon, thank you for posing the question. And thank you, Javette, for answering it. Because I've always wondered, never sought to look it up, never really cared much to look it up because I was like, you know what it is, what it is. But now it makes sense. And I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. So... Can I add to that really quickly? Yes, please do. Please do. So um, just to respond to Jeannie really quickly, Columbus Day was also not celebrated in all companies because as I was the HR person for for several companies, for some companies, and we had to plan our holidays for the year, not all holidays were celebrated. Not every single one. They're they're the standard ones, of course. And yes, it's it's 4th of July, Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, there are 10 really big ones. Those were often used. And then some others were created. And and some of the ones that are nationwide were not used because it would just not go well with, like Javette said, the flow of production. Mm-hmm. It had to do with the flow of sales, the flow of distribution in, in our company or my last company. So um, Columbus Day, I worked for an Italian company. And they didn't celebrate Columbus Day, even though he has um, Italian ties. Right, because so he's Italian. It's not, it's, right, it's not nationwide. It really isn't. Um, not all companies are going to do it. Some companies, are they have the ability to accept more holidays, and they will. But if a company is smaller, it's likely they're not. They can say, we can't get everybody out for 16 days of the year. You can have 10. And if you choose to take that day off, that's on you. Use your PTO if you feel it's so important to you. Right. Like I would take MLK day off because it was not a company holiday, but I'm like, you know, I'm black, he's black, we're going to take the day off. Right. 
Okay. Yeah, so just FYI. Thank you. Thank you, Sunette. Thank you, Javette. Appreciate the information. Thanks for the edu education. Needed it. Yeah. All right. So our next story. Uh, I think, yeah, that's it. Nobody won the $1.35 billion. We're back here. Go ahead, Fabian. Yeah, moments. Uh, man, some great commentary this morning, as always. But uh, I have a little issue with... Uh, let me step outside here. I'm sorry. I have a little issue with... You the have lack to party so early? No, I'm in <laughs> coffee shop, man. I live in coffee shops. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, favorite. Yeah, ahead. it's yeah. I, I think uh, women in the civil rights movement do not need any ink. And yes, all respect to Dr. MLK, but it wasn't only about Dr. MLK. And most of the posters all about MLK. And um, I don't know. I don't know why, but um, you know. The woman that that made this possible as well he didn't do it all by himself now um don't get nearly as much uh coverage i was wondering anybody had any thoughts on that why that is that why it is the case even marcus garvey for that matter um does not get uh, nearly enough coverage as um as dr martin Luther king so just a thought our hmm. malcolm x you're asking why fabian Yes, why? I'm clueless. I can't answer that question. Well, Marcus is not going to get the coverage because Marcus is not an American. Okay. That part. And women are not going to get He's the a coverage. Criminal. <laughs> He's a criminal according to uh, the United States. But wasn't he exonerated because... recently, Andre? Did they exonerate him? I, I never heard of that because the last time Obama... Um, went to jamaica that was one of the questions they asked him so to my knowledge no but no, okay. I, 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 I believe he was no I, I believe he was exonerated let me look it was by the obama um administration yes. oh by the obama i know that question I was so. posed that question was posed to obama when he went to jamaica um so so that's one of the thing with marcus um you have to look look at it like yeah there's going to be a lot of people that help with movements you know, but it's always the main leader is going to get all the praise. You know, we'll know the people behind them, but they're not going to celebrate everybody. That's the way I look at it. So they're going to celebrate Malcolm or they're going to celebrate um, Rosa Park and stuff like that. But they, 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 uh, they can't celebrate everybody. But that's the thing he's saying. They're not celebrating that's Rosa Park. That's what I'm Park. saying they're at all. Of MLK. Like Rosa's contribution is, is, is being put as attachment to Dr. Martin Luther King's attachment is, and she doesn't get her own light. That's what he's saying. So there's no Rosa Parks Day. Yes, there's several Rosa Parks junior high schools, high schools, um, buildings, maybe. I think she got on a stamp, but she's not getting the, the, the acknowledgement of a whole day to celebrate her. That's what he's saying. Right. Yeah, no, I understand that. But how many days everybody want? Everybody can't get a day. So what I'm saying, she is celebrating. She's on stamps and stuff like that. There's much more that can be done, but it's not everybody going to get a day. So, so what if we gave a Dorothy Height, for example, a, a day, a, and, and it doesn't have to be a national holiday. I'm, I'm not attaching it to a national holiday, Dre. I'm saying, but we need to commemorate in some fashion these women. I don't know if we can name four or five women right now at the top of our head. 
and that is our problem. Hmm. Yeah, that's something that our community would have to just come together and push for. Yeah. Definitely. You know, one of the reasons... Go ahead. No, go ahead, Donald. Go right ahead. One of the problems I have with these... A lot of these commemorations and holidays and stuff. King and all the others stood for certain things. You understand? They they fought for certain policies and changes and so on. And a couple of years after, we get comfortable just celebrating Martin Luther King Day or whatever holiday they give us, right? We focus so much on the individual that we lose sight of what they stood for and why we are celebrating them. And I think we have to take the emphasis back to why are we celebrating MLK? What has he stood for? What has changed? What has remained the same? What can we continue on with? Because oftentimes these people create these big movements, they die, and everything just stands still with them. And I think we're losing a lot by just celebrating the individual and not their work and what they stand for. Well, Donald, to your point, it's been the okie doke to me. Okay, they've given us a month. We celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Day, but when you look at the curriculum, the curriculum that they roll out every year, it has been scrubbed free of contributions from, from, from black Americans. Okay, so that's the switcheroo that they've done. And I think we get caught up with symbolism too much and that these days they roll out these days and this and that and the other when in fact the contributions of black people in this country needs to be not only black history needs to be american history and that's where we fall short very bad mm. yeah american yeah history. but we all know american history is a history of convenience so it is inconvenient to include them in the general narrative for now but I'm saying for us as a people, let us go back to what they stood for and try as much as possible to go along that line. But I agree with you, Fabian. Yeah. More should be done, more needs to be done. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we have more stories. Keep it locked.
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Of course, I have to say a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. Every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up later on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, set your alarms. It's Days After Dark, Real Relationship Talk. Join the crew, Moments with me, Rosolo, Sunet, Marlon, and Jeffette, as we take on relationship topics. Okay, so set your alarms. We're going to be live on QMZ, live on Jano Radio, and the live conversation is right here on Clubhouse. Put your hand on your tune. You is troubling up. You is troubling up. Sick in your head when you're bubbling up. Body so tight like you buckle it up. Bump up with a double D cup. Tick tock, tick better than any clock. Anytime I call your girl, you better pick up. Because I'm coming for the thing, you better ready for work. Start to wine with your hand on your tune. Coming up tomorrow, let us also remember 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com. It is the Rose Solo Show. 7 p.m. Eastern, set your alarms for that tomorrow as well. Like the elders used to say, what will kill us make you stronger? I have.
and it is time for business and tech. First up in business and tech news, Geico's $5.2 million payout to a woman claiming to have contracted HPV in a car insured by the company has been overturned. Story courtesy of Bala Alert. Missouri Supreme Court overturns Geico's $5.2 million payout to a woman who allegedly contracted HPV in a car earlier this week. The Missouri Supreme Court overturned a lower court's ruling that initially sided with the woman. According to court documents, the woman identified as M.O. had sex with a man inside his car that was insured by Geico. Who remembers the story? We spoke about it. (laughs) Very well. Very well. I was so sorry. I'm glad I got thrown out. Yeah, for Geico. Ridiculous. The woman claims she contracted the HPV during the interaction and says he did not tell her he had the disease. Emo added that the incident left her with past and future medical expenses. In 2021, Emo contacted Geico to notify them of her plans to seek a $1 million settlement from the man. She argued that the company is responsible for providing financial coverage for her injuries and losses. The insurance company rejected the settlement because the woman contracted an STD that didn't happen because of the car. Later on, an arbitrator determined M.O. should have been awarded $5.2 million in damages, which was supposed to be paid by the company. Geico attempted to intervene on the decision but was denied by an appeals court. However, the state's Supreme Court found Geico should have been permitted to intervene in the case. Since the company was not allotted the opportunity, the Supreme Court (laughs) vacated the decision and sent the lawsuit back to a lower court. So, Marlon, (laughs) let me ask you a question. Oh my God! So all the times there. I have some lawsuits coming. <laughs> not from Mara, not me. Mara. So who get STD in a car? No STD, but what? What? What happened, Marlon? What happened? Talk to us. Let's see how we can back help pain. you. He said his back. Back, back pain. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I need some. What did I miss? Wow. What did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> So, Marlon, sue her. Sue her for the back pain. Good morning again. Good morning. Sue her. Marlon, sue her. Teflon. Okay, let me bring Teflon up to speed real quick. Teflon. Geico was being sued by a woman, or is still being sued because they, they threw it back to the lower court. So she, a $5.2 million payout 
to a woman claiming to have contracted the HPV disease in a car insured by the company has been overturned. So she had sex with a man in his car. The car is insured by Geico, but she wants Geico to pay her $1 million and then somebody else up it to $5.2 million. The Supreme Court threw it back down to the lower court. Now, what the hell? <laughs> so I'm saying to Marlon, Mar Marlon is not you have the back pain. All them back pain what they have, right? From having <laughs> sex in <laughs> different cars. Do Stop I sue? Do, who do I sue? Do I sue Progressive? And we were with Geico at one point. So should we be suing Geico and then Progressive? Who do I No, go? you didn't say the back pain. <laughs> sure. Let's, let's, let's do it. First of all, the lawyer case don't have no damn sense. And it, this lawyer must be new or ain't just greedy. And no way, I'm a lawyer. I'm going to take that case because I don't know. That's just ridiculous. But hey. So do I sue the um furniture company for <laughs> getting pregnant? Who the hell do I sue? You got me pregnant, so do I sue the furniture company? I, I don't know if it was in the sofa. I don't know if it was in the bed. I don't know oh, where, but oh who do Lord. I sue? Oh, <laughs> Lord. oh my Lord. Oh. Give her, Lord. He's on air, Father God. Mm -hmm. Who do I sue? This is just to highlight the ridiculousness of these claims that people... them And the court really have time for take this up? Lower court, upper court? them really have time for this they don't have somebody who says when you when you're getting ready to file a suit that's it listen lady this is not gonna work so not even better waste your time they don't have somebody that can help people not make a fool of themselves well how this reach all the way to supreme court <laughs> that's what that's what puzzled me because geico wasn't paying no five million dollars for crackernackle that's why you can sue for anything in this country anything Oh my gosh. <sighs> People sue for any damn thing. I hope the lower court throws it right out. They pushed it back to the lower court. Just throw it out and stop wasting people's time. People, there are other things to, you know what? Lady, you have several seats. And then you're going to make the world know that you have an STD. And even though they put the, uh, the um, initials, trust me, people can find out exactly who you are. I, I, when you first started telling the story, I must not have been here the other day, but I couldn't find the connection between the car and the woman because you get this from sex. And the unfortunate thing is most men don't, most men don't even know they carry it because the men don't have any symptoms. That's why it's very important for everyone to be tested. And I yield. Yep, you're absolutely right. You're right, Javet. I remember when the story first came out last year. When I first read it, I was thinking, was she masturbating in the car? The car was dirty and then, you know, back transfer of bacteria from the seat of the car <laughs> or something. No, I was, no, I'm being very serious. That's what went through my mind the very first time the story came to the forefront last year. And then, of course, we read the story and we found out it's actually a man. How the hell? 
Lady, do a better so job. I have a question. Yeah, go I ahead, Rosolo. Did she did she try suing the man? The or man not have nothing. Clearly, the man she has nothing. So she going straight to Geico. She pick up a broke pocket man who can't help her. And she realized she has nothing to get out of him. So she going for Geico. Mm -mm -mm. Can you imagine how the people them in Geico office must have been laughing hysterically when she called them to let them know she's going to sue them and the reason she's going to sue them? I know I would have been cracking up. I would have been laughing. I probably would have been laughing in her face if she was on the phone with me telling me this. Everybody trying to secure the bag anyhow they can get it. There was a close call between two planes at New York's JFK airport and it is now under investigation, the FAA says. CNN is reporting that the Federal Aviation Administration announced it is starting a probe into how a commercial airliner taxied in front of a flight that was taking off from New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport on Friday evening. The crew of a Delta Airlines Boeing 737 aborted its takeoff, ultimately stopping within 1,000 feet of the taxiing American Airlines Boeing 777. No one was hurt in the incident, which took place at around 8.45 p.m. on Friday. Air traffic controllers had noticed another aircraft crossing the runway in front of the departing jetliner. According to a preliminary analysis, Delta Airlines Flight 1943 stopped its takeoff roll approximately 1,000 feet before reaching the point where American Airlines Flight 106 Boeing 777 had crossed from an adjacent taxiway. According to Delta, its flight as 737-900 bound for Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, had 145 customers and six crew members on board. All I can say is, um, thankfully, there was no collision and everybody is safe. I'm wondering if it's an issue with um, air traffic control. Hopefully not. Don't know. Or was it that the pilots weren't paying attention? I don't know. In health and science news, bullying at school, what parents can do to help victims and stop bullies. Story courtesy of CNN via WSVN. There's a crisis of bullying in schools in the U.S. And the solution is learning what to do before it happens. One in five students report being bullied, according to data from the National Center for Educational Statistics. The U.S. government website StopBullying.gov defines bullying behavior as an imbalance of power between perpetrator and victim and repeated or potential for repeated incidents. Prevention is at the heart of resolving bullying instead of waiting to respond once a more violent episode occurs, or once many incidents escalate to a tragedy. Uh, StopBullying.gov offers resources to schools on educating students um, about bullying, as well as techniques for keeping lines of communication between students and staff. But parents can play a key role in this effort. We know that victims of bullying can experience negative impacts across all domains of their lives, said Amanda McGough, who is a clinical psychologist who works with teenagers and adults and also sits on the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention 
as the North Carolina chapter president. It infringes upon their mental, emotional, physical, social, and academic functioning. This may look like low self-esteem, depression, isolation, physical complaints like headaches or stomach aches, or avoiding going to school. How do we talk? Do we talk to our children about bullying, being bullied, as well as being a bully? Are we having those conversations with our children, folks? What do you say to um, your children? What steps should they take to protect themselves? Sorry, go right ahead. Actually, I don't think I'm going to answer this because the steps that I took back then may not be the way to go now. So I will yield. <laughs> but I mean, first I had conversations with the staff. Then I had conversations with the principal. And when nothing came from those conversations, then the conversation with my child is do whatever you need to do by any means necessary and I will handle the adults. Mm -hmm. But that may or may not be the right way to go because our children nowadays aren't using their hands anymore. I told my daughter to use her hands, which she did, and the bully left her alone. But today, um, violence is at a level that maybe we shouldn't preach that but I don't think any child should stand and take any type of um, punishment from a bully, meaning just stand there and let someone hit you or kick you or something of that nature. So I yield. Agreed. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And because we are aware that the landscape is different, that things are handled differently, and children nowadays have access to weapons too much access and we see that um as what happened last week the week before last week friday with the six-year-old that took the weapon to school we don't know what these children will do we have seen stories come out of jamaica with stabbing in high school no what i will say is Excuse me. We have also heard about reports after the fact where school authorities have been notified several times. Parents have spoken with administrators. Students have brought their concerns to teachers and they go on. They go ignored. So it means then it takes an all around. It is going to take an all around effort. School authorities, whether you're a guidance counselor, a teacher, administrative, everybody needs to learn to listen to these children. Listen to the parents. Because if you keep ignoring what you're telling the person being bullied is that you don't care. And you're leaving them to the vices that be. You're also telling the person who is doing the bullying carry on it's okay parents of bullies don't always know that their children are bullies and i'm not saying they don't i said they don't always know some parents know and condone the behavior 
they refuse to step up and have conversation with their children. Have those con hold your children accountable. You are a parent before you're a friend. And a, a lot of us have it the other way around where we're friends before we're parents. And then it's when they get older, you're trying to be a parent when it's too late. Stop beg friend friend them. The friend part will come. They will get it afterwards. But they have to understand that you are a parent. You're their parent. And there's a reason why you are their parent. Your responsibility is to guide them and protect them. They may not always like the decisions that you're going to make. I know I did not like 90% of the decisions my parents made, but I'm alive today. And I want to think I'm better for it. These are the days where it's no longer do as I say or what you call it, be seen and not heard. You remember those days? Nowadays, parents are talking to their children. We're having interaction. We're explaining the reason behind a decision. We have to maintain that. And it is that time. So I do have to close off on air. Please bear with me, folks. We have a truck on the road. We have a truck on the road. We have a truck on the road. You better link me for a truck on the road. We have a truck on the road. We have a truck on the road. We have one big bad stick truck on the road. I have to say thank you to all of our listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com for that good music. Keep it logged on to QMZRadio.com. Uh, thank you to everyone on JohnNoRadio.com. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores, Jano Radio take us on the go and a big thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens of course the conversation is always great we have shared views varying opinions and interesting perspectives and i thank you for them all thank you to everyone that shared the space on their social media platforms as well as on clubhouse thank you for sharing your comments in the chat thank you for adding your voice you're all appreciated thank you so much this was coffee and toe world news on the go we do this every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views it's gonna be much more problem when me and them meet somebody care out the streets remember you can follow me on twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And on TikTok, moments with me media. The mean everything is MI. Whatever you do, wherever you go, please be safe. Remember, 10 p.m. tonight, days after dark. To my folks on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com, this is Moments with me signing out. Have yourselves a wonderful day.